Welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer, and that was Pick Me from Stormy Maya. Um, she is, well, y'all know I talk about her on the show. She embraced the term Pick Me as any woman should. Why would a woman be ashamed for wanting to be picked by a man? Um, those who have problems uh, getting picked will shame others who 
don't. Um, that is what I like to call haterism, but y'all know how I feel and y'all know how protective I am about my pick me's. I said it before and I say it again. If you ain't pucking pick me's, you ain't pucking chit, period. Um, there is nothing better. Um, if a woman doesn't appreciate you, fellas, then you really shouldn't be with her. And if she doesn't work to improve for you, then she's not going to be a good mother, lover, or wife. That's just the situation we find ourselves in. Now, what I found that in our community um, is we have a different mating strategy. You see, because when you have a isolated mating pool, think of it like a classroom. Okay. And a teacher grades on the curve. A lot, And a group of students get together and say, you know something, if we all do bad, then we all will do good by the curve. Meaning we all give the same answers to the same test and the teacher has to um, pass all of us. Now that works in theories and it also works if you have very few students in the class. But guess what? There's always going to be that A student that just has to do better and they're going to set the curve. They're going to set a new standard for the classroom and force the others to improve. In our community, these women who set a new standard of femininity, who set a new standard of beauty, who set a new standard of submission, are shamed for it because they're messing up the curve. They're messing up the curve for Black women, and they are being shamed, ridiculed, called pick me as a pejorative. Um, and, and to what end? To what end? And that's to make themselves look relatively better. They don't want fellas to get a taste of what it's like to be with a woman or to know that a woman exists that desires your opinion, who values you and what you want from a woman. They don't want you to understand that this exists because if it did, they know that you would seek it and not settle for less. And unfortunately for those ladies, they are less and these women don't exist. I have such one, I have such a woman like that today. Now I seen her on Danica Marie's panel. Um, she is a, you know, they don't give a certificate for it, but um, she's a certified trainer. And I would like to say she's a certified pick me. Um, you know, I guess the sisterhood gave her that certification when they called her that over and over and over again. But, you know, she is valid. You know, she has that check mark next to her name for the pick me side. Uh, she has her own channel. Check it out. And um, and yes, yeah, she talks about this subject all the time. How to how can ladies improve herself to be a better mate for the better man that she seeks? So, um, Chantel, you say that you've come to this realization when you were about twenty seven. Am, am I correct? Um, you're muted. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm by the sorry, way, by yeah. the way, uh, fella, she has an accent. You know, yeah. don't get too excited. It's a beautiful accent. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, yes, I came to the realization that my dating life, my dating patterns haven't been going how I desired it to go after I learned about the law of attraction and learning that everything in my life is dependent on the energy, the frequency that I'm putting out. So I look at my dating life and realize that what energy am I putting out to not have a desirable dating life? And that was at 27. 
Okay. Um, Law of Attraction, is that is that a book or something like that? Is that is that something that applies to both men and women? Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, the law of attraction is a universal law. It's it's like the law of gravity, whatever goes up comes down. The law of attraction mm -hmm. is whatever vibrational frequency you vibrate at, you attract to you. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm not I'm not familiar with that. Um, I just know what I like. So I do follow the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as I'm pretty sure everyone does. Mm -hmm. Do you think that guys who are just taking anything as long as it got, you know, um, two breasts, you know, sometimes even one, do you, do you think that they're breaking the law of attraction because they're just accepting, you know, they're, they're not really dealing in standards? So the, the, like you can't break the law of attraction. So think of the law of gravity. You can't break the law of gravity. If you, if you throw something up, it's going to have to come down. With sure. the law of attraction, whatever vibrational frequency you vibrate at. So if you are in a negative state constantly, you're going to attract more negative things to you. But if you're in a positive uplifting state, then you're going to attract positive things to you. That's why on my channel, I talk a lot about becoming the best version of yourself. So you can start attracting better men to you and not the dusties that these women like to talk about. Okay. So do the law of attraction. Uh, I see what you're saying. So dusty women attract dusty men. That's part of the law of attraction. Basically, yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, prior to 27, what um, could you tell us more like what type of men you attracted and what type of men were attracted to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because I mean, no matter what, um, the physical is there. So, you know, um, a lot of men were going to be attracted to you for, for that reason alone, I'm sure. Um, but after you've come to a realization, did you attract different types of types of men? Yes. In addition so, to the ones that you did before? Okay. Yeah. So before I was attracted, I was leading with my masculine energy. So I was, um, you know, the independent type. The thing is, when you lead with your independence, you attract people who are dependent on you. Mm -hmm. um, so I was attracting very feminine energy men, beta male, who a couple of my exes would be comfortable staying at my apartment. One would drive my car constantly and not put gas in it. You know, just those those characteristics that's, that wouldn't be associated with a masculine energy man. Um once I started leaning more into my feminine energy, learning how to, to become more feminine, because that's not something we're taught as black women. We're taught to, you know, be independent, get your degree, don't need a man for anything. Um, once I started reframing my mind, still holding my independence, but not leading with it, not putting out the energy that I don't need a man. Then I started attracting more masculine energy men who will take initiative and who will provide and make sure that I'm safe. Okay. Okay. So you say that not providing, I see what you mean. Um, and it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, I, I didn't read up on the energy aspect of it, but yes, if you do lead with your uh, education and subsequently your income, you are going to attract men who are looking to capitalize off your income. Exactly. You know, let's face yeah. it. Like, you know, if you walk up and say, like, cause guys do that, like, you know, oh yes, I'm a doctor. So of course you might, attract women who are attracted to your wealth and you know mm -hmm. that's that's is different when guys do it because this is a masculine man who is looking for feminine women but you're saying that the opposite happened you're getting guys who are looking to who are looking for financial support as well as a lover mm -hmm. i was a masculine energy attracting the feminine energy so it was just the flip okay 
Okay. Um, now, could you help the younger ladies uh, determine the difference between a young man who is like you trying to just make his way in the world and may ask for a gallon of gas or two at um, at 20 or so? And, you know, a guy who's 35 saying, you know, hey, um, you know, can I borrow five dollars? <laughs> I mean, everybody's everybody's life path is different. So mm -hmm. um, I think it, it just depends on the the i don't want to say energy but it just it depends on the vibe behind it only because um a man who wants to provide a man who wants to protect and lead and make sure that everything is okay is not going to be comfortable with his woman being the the main breadwinner with his woman always being the one who have to make the hard decisions um, so if it's, if it's a once in a while, we all experience those hard times where if you're with someone in a relationship, hopefully you can ask them for some gas money if, you know, if you hit some hard times, but it's, it's, it's that comfort level. How comfortable are you with, um, just depending on me? So I, I, sh I, and I try not to share too much because I don't want to beat the drum of my negative past. But um, for two years, I was in a relationship and every night my ex would be at my apartment, but he would never contribute to a, to a bill. So it's just it's just small things like that. OK, um, do you understand that just like you are being shamed, um, that the men and uh, the black community are also being shamed uh, by contributing to your bills? He would be seen as um, a trick or things like, for example. Um, I contributed. So um, I took about five years ago, I took a trip to Dominican Republic and um, met a young lady online before going there. She showed me the ins and outs of her country, things that I wouldn't have seen just simply as a tourist. Um, and she just having her there helped me negotiate things better um, because when people see foreigners in these countries, you know, um, you may know this being from Jamaica, they tend to charge them more for things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, she helped me out with that, saved me a lot of money. And plus I stayed with her as opposed to a hotel. Now at the end of this um, trip or towards the end of this trip, I noticed that she didn't have a stove. So I bought her a stove for $200 and, and as thanks for everything that she did, I wouldn't feel right living with somebody and then leaving them in the same position that they were in had I not shown up. So, you know, I contributed to her household and I've gotten a lot of pushback um, on on that particular thing. You know, this is a man who was providing for somebody who treated him very well, who was very decent to him. And I was called, you know, trick, uh, stove changers. Yeah. Um, Somebody said in the chat room, uh, they called it stove gate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the negative pushback that I received from that is um, probably similar to the negative pushback that the gentleman would receive had he paid your bills. Um, I think I think that to that some extent, yes, but I think um, we tend to to be too afraid, to be too fear based, to be labeled as a as tricking or to be labeled as um, even saying pick me. Um, in a situation like, like yours, she, she treated you well and to show appreciation for her services or for, for, you know, your time in her country, you bought her a stove. Um, mm -hmm. in my situation, staying at my apartment every night for two years wouldn't be tricking if you paid one light bill out of the 24 months. Oh, absolutely. Um, but we live in a society where 
men are so guarded. They do not want women to use them. They don't want to run the risk of, you know, being used by a gold digger. They're so guarded to the point where it's, it's, it, they take it to the other extreme. Exactly. Exactly. And it is the men, it is the other men that, you know, push them in that direction. They push them mm -hmm. to that extreme, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't see any problem with supporting somebody who I lived with, you know, mm -hmm. just like he shouldn't see a problem with supporting somebody who he lives with, um, mm -hmm. essentially. So, um, we have to change that dynamic. We have created a culture that makes it um, unreasonable. It's, it's not reasonably possible for a person to get together under traditional values because mm -hmm. traditional values would mean that he is a John and she is, you know, essentially a whore. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how we interpret it, but we have to change our interpretations um, of it. I definitely agree with that. And so, in, I'm sorry. No, no, you go, you go. And it even ties into today's topic of, um, of you know, being a whole pick me. Because when I first learned the term pick me, I thought it was for a woman who was seeking validation from a toxic man. And she would always try her best to show him what she can do to the for the relationship if he would just pick her. Um, of course, that's a toxic, toxic way of, of trying to convince someone to be with you. But mm -hmm. since I've been doing these videos and hearing these terms, like, you know, hearing this term in every single of my comment section, right. um, I started looking more into it. And it's they these females took that term, pick me, which is it's appropriate if the young lady is in an abusive relationship, but she's constantly seeking validation from this man to say, hey, pick me. But they took it to another extreme where the point if even if the relationship is not toxic, trying to please a man in any way means you're a pick me. Right. Right. Um, well, I think that that comes from the belief that um, all black men are toxic. Mm. Therefore, if you are trying to seek the approval of the, of um, a black man, then you are essentially seeking the approval of a toxic man, hence the original definition of pick me. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely see why that definition came about. I kind of I think I may have caught it at the tail end to where they were just using it as a shaming tool for mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. any exceptional women, any women who, quote unquote, are, are breaking the curve or setting a new curve for femininity, beauty and um, submission, things that men desire. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a shame that and and, you know, I honestly don't I've, I've been I've gotten a lot of flack for letting people like yourself, Jessica X, Melody um, and Danica as well, you know, on my channel because it's like this is a man's space. And, you know, it's like, no, but we can't create an environment where we allow women like this to be treated in a hostile way. You know, we're mm -hmm. asking that these women turn back from their turn or excuse me, a step away from their previous social circles, which is toxic, and we're not creating a new one for them that's welcoming. So, you know, I'm definitely an advocate for welcoming pygmies um, into the into the fold. So uh, Zeno says, um, they're acting like he bought her a, an automatic Krabby Patty uh, grill 5,000. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched SpongeBob in a long time, but I know the <laughs> reference. Um, yeah, it was a it was a two hundred dollar stove. I, I stayed there for four days. She was she was very nice. I don't, but yeah. So everyone, everyone, nice off you. yeah. Thank you. Well, I mean, what's the alternative? The alternative would have just left with like nothing, like just, just, just left. Like 
hey, thanks a lot. And see you next year when I come again. Like, what is, what's the alternative? That I mean, I don't, I, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, um, not only would that have made me look like a very bad person in her eyes, it would also, mm-hmm. all American men, or, or maybe even more specifically mm-hmm. black men, depending on how she views foreigners. But like, I wouldn't, I, I, I just couldn't see myself doing that. I, I, I can't just take, especially from a woman, I just can't take from some mm-hmm. someone um, and not giving in return. So perfect example, right? Perfect example. So, you know, as you know, I, I work in computers. I work, I work in software development. So, um, of course, my neighbor knows this and he had problems with his computer and he asked me to come over. Now, my neighbor is um, my former neighbor was first generation uh, Mexican, so he didn't speak English very well. So his daughter was there and she was translating, um, who, of course, is second generation. So helped him with the problem, told him what to do and everything like that. And he was asking for um, how does he set up the Internet? I said, well, you know, you could just use my Wi-Fi. And um, and he was insisting because she was interpreting. He was insisting on um, paying me. I was like, no, nah, it's no big deal. You just, you just use it because I know you're not going to use it that much. You know, mm-hmm. um, he said, no, I got to give you something. I, You know, he just kept insisting on paying me. But you see, that's what masculinity is. You don't just take something, no matter what it is, and not give in return, especially in front of his daughter. So, you know, we have to redefine masculinity. And, you know, just like our women have to redefine femininity. You know, our so friends, funny you said that. I'm sorry to cut you off, but fe- <laughs> I think femininity is the ability to show appreciation. Right. And, and a, a lot of women who are quick to, to throw these pick me terms around think that you should never praise a fish for swimming. So you should never show a man appreciation for the small things like opening a car door or, or buy me flowers because that's what he's supposed to do. So that so it's that entitlement. They do not know reciprocation. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, that's the unfortunate um, truth of it, you know, and the same as the men, you know, it's like she's supposed to do this. She's supposed to be a support mm-hmm. system and things like that. So, yeah, we, we have to listen. The, the feminism thing, uh, both the men and the women tried something new. And we found that it didn't work. Women, women, it, it sounds good on paper. Having an alternative, independence, just in case, because, you know, even if every woman was a pick me, there's no guarantee that every woman would be picked. So I get why um, a, a group of people would latch on to this, would would get the degree just in case, would get the, um, would get the PhD or the master's just in case. You know, I get that because it's, there's no guarantee that you will get picked. Um, but trust me, if you... If you can get hired, you can get picked. That's the that I mean, if you're picking, if you put as much if you put the same effort, you will you yeah. will get it. But that's neither here nor there. It sounds good to have a plan B. It does. For the women, that's a win. For the men, they're like, you know something? I get the same women that my grandfather got, plus she pays the bills or half the bills or something like that. So I get why the men fall into it too. Like she'll still mm-hmm. give me a sandwich the same way and she'll still respect me the same way. And she'll help with the bills. So that's what was sold. But mm-hmm. what came out of it was something completely different to where the respect wasn't there. She wasn't the same woman that grandma was, you know. And um, what also came out was um, for the women was you were almost guaranteeing yourself not to not to get picked. What you were mm-hmm. using as a safety net, you turned into a hammock. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the great divide. So 
you know, that was realized around Generation X, which is my generation, um, more or less. I'm closer to a millennial. Um, but um, now we just got to move back. It's like, listen, mm -hmm. we tried something. It was a good idea. And it seemed like it would work. It seemed good on paper. But human nature and both man and woman energy just don't work that way. You know, you you can't really ask a woman to to climb a corporate ladder and then make you a sandwich. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. There are women that can do that, but generally speaking, it's not, it's not really fair to ask such a thing. And the more, the more she has to, to lean into her masculine energy. So climbing that corporate ladder requires you to put out your masculine energy in the front line. The more she has to do that in the workplace, the harder it is for her to do, to lean into her feminine energy in the household. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's not it's trust me, it's not it's not the good things. And, and fellas, I mean, when you take when you take a step back at um, what motherhood and and um, wifehood and all of these things are, you really start to see that this is I'm not going to say it's a full time job. However, this is something that you would rather have done on a full-time basis. Because basically what you're saying is um, when you ask them to, and I'm not talking they, that they can't have a job. My grandma had a job. She was a cafeteria lunch lady, you know, so, so, and my other grandmother was a, um, was a nurse's assistant. So um, I'm not saying that they, that they can't have work, but do not make it a primary thing. Do not make it a primary thing. You want your wife to, to, um, you want your wife's boss to know that she can leave at any time. You want to make that blatantly clear that if he sneezed the wrong way, she's out. My man got two jobs. Well, if they say on Chris I Rock, was just about yeah. to say that. <laughs> no, everybody I mean, hates Chris. Yeah, everybody hates Chris. She said, That's you know, everybody. she said, my man got two jobs. Every job she said, my man got two jobs. You know, that's what you want her to yeah. say, you know. And look at the resulting children. I mean, you know, as far as I know, you know, none of the Rock kids came out wrong. So, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, like, okay. um, and, and that's the number one focus. The number one focus should not be a career and getting that new Cadillac, you know, because we have two incomes or, mm -hmm. you know, um, um, now we got two kids in a six bedroom house because we're both working. You know, mm -hmm. I'd rather have six kids in a two bedroom house than, you know, than, and knowing that they're taken care of and properly yeah. nurtured, mm -hmm. you know, than, than the other way around. So um, let me see. And if, if, if I must say, I think um, if a woman, it's coming from a place of fear that that um, thinking that, OK, if we were supposed to fall back and allow a man to provide 100 percent or, you know, um, not pursue our degree or have our plan B means that we have to put 100 percent of faith in a man. And unfortunately, many of us were grouped with single parents or moms didn't have. I'm a positive father figure growing up. So so the pushback I get from women when I say, hey, stop leaning with your independence. Men aren't attracted to your independence and success. They're seeing it as, oh, and I, and I get why they call me a pick me because they're seeing it as, and they say, mommy, hey, good morning. Yes. Mommy is another term because you're basically telling them or they think they they interpret it as me telling them to hey give up your freedom and allow allow a man to 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 I'm in Jamaica I'm trying not to say in part 
<laughs> allow men to not, um, you know, be over you in basically in some mm-hmm. sense. Right. Um, not allow a man to have that type of control. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and and you know, ladies, know that it's a sacrifice for the man too. I mean, mm-hmm. like you know. He has to. He has to be the one. He has to. He has to go in every day. He's not the one to say, you know, um, I don't have to put up with this. My wife got two jobs. He oh. can't say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't say that. He has to put up with it. You know. I mean, like, it's no. There's. There's no way out for him. There's no back door. There's no safety net for him. It's. Mm-hmm. It's all or nothing. You know. It's kill or die. Um, so. Goodman said, um, for the Pick Me Academy Fund um, and sandwiches. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Okay, so um, on Danica's show, you said that in a very different way when you were saying, um, you said, no man get hard by your degree. And I was cracking up when you said that. <laughs> I was, I was Someone cr- actually left a comment. So I uh-huh. made I made a video earlier before um, I, I, even before I got to a thousand subscribers, I made a video that, as I mentioned earlier, that I'm just, I'm sharing my experience. I'm learning as I'm going and I'm going as I'm learning. And if any of my exes were to, to watch any of my videos, they would be like, who, who is this? Cause I didn't always think like this. Um, but I, well, I think the that they would reapply. I I think that they would reapply. Like, uh, you know something? We both were young and, you know, I was a different person back then too. I wanted you to, I didn't pay any light bills, but, um, but, but now, you know, I'm older, I'm wiser, you're hotter. Let's, uh, let's work something out. That's funny. But I, I did a video when I basically sharing my knowledge saying that, um, men, especially masculine energy men feel loved when, when you're needed and this whole concept of leading with your degree and trying to prove to the world that you do not need a man for anything is what it's it's repelling the kind of men that that we desire um and i got a lot of clap back from that video that was actually the first video i got so many hate comments on (laughs) and um some a guy commented and was like yeah no no man gets hard because you have a degree or from your success and it's it it's it's our responsibility if we know we want that in our life we need to take a step back and say okay what what if is what i'm bringing to the table really as valuable as i think it is Mm -hmm. okay okay um are you asking me is what no 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 no. i'm just saying that's what that's what women need to start especially black women who lead with their independence this is what they need to start asking themselves because it's not yielding them the results that they desire. Now, um, do you think that because especially on a master's and PhD level, it took a lot of work. Um, and from the women I talked to, you know, whether it's female friends or, or family members or what have you, uh, it's very difficult to explain. A lot of them are doing that um, to seduce. The same reason that men are doing it. They're, they're, they they go into university thinking that this will get them a higher caliber man and things like that. And they put in a lot of work to their credit. They do put in a lot of work towards that. It is very difficult to tell somebody that, listen, um, the work that you put in is not going to yield you the results that you want. Uh, guys are just as likely to marry a Hooters waitress um, who follows the principle of femininity and have feminine energy than they are a lawyer. You know, it's um, unfortunate, but true. 
um, doctors aren't um, necessarily more attracted to women who are doctors and they don't always marry female doctors. So um, that realization is a very harsh one. Um, it's yeah. a very difficult pill for them to swallow because they put in so much work into it um, and they invested their their youth more importantly, you know. Um, it, do you get like, uh, could you describe the pushback that you get from that particular um, cohort? Yeah, definitely. And and the good thing about this is I'm sharing my journey because I was told to go to school, get an education, and then a good man will come. Because and and of course I got that um, advice from women. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, a woman with a man, a good man. No, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I got that advice from single woman. It's it's so funny because then the cycle continues. Um, uh -huh. But because we desire success, we desire independence, we desire a man's ability to provide and to lead. We are thinking, okay, because I desire this, this is what I have to bring to the table. So we are bringing our independence. We're bringing our success, um, not realizing that the, the man is a complete opposite. It's a yin to your yang. So mm -hmm. he's attracted to your physical features while you're attracted to his independence. It doesn't mean that you should bring your independence to the table too. Mm -hmm. And you know what's interesting? Um, when you break the word independence down, it's like it, it really should be repulsive. I mean, when you really think about it, like, because why would a dependable man want an independent woman? It's not, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, mm -hmm. independence really implies separation. The history mm -hmm. of our country is independence mm -hmm. and that's separating from another country. Like mm -hmm. it, it it doesn't sound appealing at all to an independent, um, to, a, to a dependable man. You know, he wants to sell you on his dependability and you're selling your independence. That that's a mm -hmm. natural that's a natural break. Um and yeah, I've I've gotten pushback. I, I the most pushback I ever got in my personal life for that was a woman with a with a um anthropology degree. And she didn't know that I was educated also. Um but um she 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 it seemed like she just graduated and she's like, Yeah, you know, um high class men want women with degrees. I'm, and I was telling her like, uh, no, we, we, we like, we like big breasts and big booty and flat stomachs and uh, like, you know, yeah. like, and she just kept saying, no, no, they want to like, yeah. trust me, this is, this is what we want. I mean, you know, I mean, we want a degree if it comes with big breasts, mm -hmm. flat stomach, nice booty, mm -hmm. like, you know, but there, it's not, you can't replace that. You, you can't replace the two. You know, so yeah, you were definitely right. No man got hard um, by your degree. Uh -huh. So um, you also mentioned that um, a lot of women put in work; they put their best foot forward towards their um, towards their degree, or excuse me, towards their careers, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to improving themselves as a um, improving their feminine energy to attract a proper mate. Um, and you said that the reason for that is because they don't respect black men. Could you elaborate on that? Um, there is a pattern of um, la the lack of respect for black men. Now, I don't want to speak and say all oh, black women don't respect black men. Of course, no, no, of course not. Talking about all, but um, if if you were to look at culturally, and um, it's funny because a lot of pushback I get is that you know I'm not American, so I can't talk on these things, but it affects black people worldwide um mm -hmm. in the in in jamaica in the islands in europe everywhere um it's this same pattern uh 
when you respect someone personal in my opinion when you respect someone you care about what they want right um if a man was to, to say or say your boss or say the job that you're applying to you look at the job requirements and then you you fix your resume to you alter your resume to match that those job requirements right because you 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 know you you want that job there's some sorts of respect that you know you'll get with that job if a man is saying hey these are my requirements but you are saying as a woman no take me as i am or you shouldn't you shouldn't require that or you know you shouldn't want your woman fit you shouldn't want big boobs and big butt that's shallow it, mm -hmm. it comes from a, a lack of respect it comes from a place of um a disrespect because um if you respect them if you respected black men you would want to put in a little bit more effort to become suitable for what they want if you respected a black man you would be a pygmy basically yes <laughs> which is why fellas if you ain't pucking pygmies you ain't pucking chit <laughs> I don't use the I don't use the words here, but yeah, I mean that's why that exists. You know, you're basically mm -hmm. dealing with the women who don't respect you, and you're just exchanging genitalia. Um, at that mm -hmm. point, it's not going to go anywhere. All right, yeah. so Zeno Zeno says uh, we want a degree if that got you the funds uh, to go see Doctor Miami uh, for the Tig Bitties. You know, um, I I I like them tig, but the the truth is, uh, I like the pointies. Sometimes I like the pointies, you know, the the, the perkies, you know. It depends. It, but but um, honestly, if a woman has a feminine energy, then they don't have to be that that tig, you know. And with more and more, especially that Kevin Samuel's video going viral, so many women have been coming out saying, "Oh well, that's shallow. If if looks is everything, then that's shallow." But it's like you can't. You like what you like. Guys like what they like. Right, exactly. Exactly. And uh, Melody said, uh, we love pygmies. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you're you're in a different space here because, you know, and Melody's been called that as a pejorative as well. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, but in this space, no, we, we have love and respect for the pygmies because um, we understand yeah. that. Say that again. We get picked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For one, you get picked for obvious reasons, and you know, for two, um, you know, we're 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 working on proper ways to appreciate um, pygmies, you know, because a lot of a lot of brothers actually don't know um, too, and that's another thing that when you talk about the guy and the light bill and stuff like that, it's like uh, because it's the the strange thing is in our community, it's not just the men who shame. Um, people mm -hmm. who pay light bills. It's the women mm -hmm. and women will lose interest. You know, like we, we unfortunately live in that time. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you pull out your checkbook or who use a checkbook, but you pull out your debit card. Um, you pull out your debit card after the meal is done. And, you know, you don't know what she's going to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. there was a time where you just did that because it was the natural thing to do. And the waiter knew that's why he gave you the check. Now he just put it in the middle. And if you grab for it, you know, she might say, oh, you think I can't? I'm an independent mm -hmm, woman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you don't grab it for it, she say, oh, you're not going to pick up the bill. So, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so like these new times created a lot of confusion. So, you know, and I'm not I'm not trying to stick up for your ex or anything, but I'm saying that he might have just not known, you know, he might have just not known, like, were you on the independent thing and you wanted to to, you know, flaunt your independence 
meaning that you would be insulted by, you know, any gesture of masculinity or traditionalism? Or are you, you know, uh, would you appreciate it and just say thank you? And I give you that because, as I said, I was leading with my masculine energy so much. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I can I can see that. Okay. All right. So I want to thank uh, Judge Dre for the cash app. I appreciate your brother. I want to thank uh, uh, Kevin for the cash app as well. I appreciate both of you. Okay. So it's funny that you mentioned um, foreigners, um, you know, and, you know, foreigners, just someone who was from somewhere else. And you, um, just a little background, you were born and raised in Jamaica until you came here at 15 or until you came to Miami in 15, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so you're getting pushed back because you have an accent and you can't mm-hmm. possibly understand. Very mm-hmm. similar to um, to Jessica X, she gets pushed back because she's um, she's British, um, mm-hmm. as well as being um, of mixed race descent. So she get pushed back for that. Um, uh, Melody, she gets pushed back as well because she um, is half Dominican. So mm-hmm. you know, but really, what they're pushing back on, in my opinion, and I'm pretty certain of this, is they're pushing back the message. Um, not where it comes from, not whether it comes from somebody who was born in England or born in um, in Jamaica or born, you know, uh, from um, a mixed background. No matter what, they're just pushing back on the message. They would not go into your heritage or things like that if you were um, saying that, you know, black men ain't shit and they don't deserve this and, you know, treat them like a rental car. Like they they wouldn't be pushing back on it if it wasn't the message. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take that too personally because they're pushing back on you, not, um, or excuse me, they're pushing back on the message, not you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the message is so strong and it's so evident and what we see around us. Um, the old ways isn't working. And I think that that realization has come to a lot of women, a lot of black women. Mm-hmm that the old ways isn't working. Um, So at this point, they're at a crossroad. And that is, should we try more of the same, which is what the ones who call you pick me are doing, Mm -hmm. or should we try something different, something that has proven to work not only in black history, as well as, you know, um, um, Jamaican history, um, Mm -hmm. black American history and black Jamaican history, something that has proven to work then or should we try to do more of what we have done? So, um, yeah, a lot of women are on that crossroad. Now, you mentioned in the back chat that um, you don't have these talks with your friends who who are who you feel are just probably too far gone. They're they're too far up the corporate ladder and too far away from traditionalism. Um, do you think that they might benefit from just hearing that other women, I mean, do you think that if it's ever brought up that maybe some of them were like, you know, oh, I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to talk to you because of how you were. And do you think that that might be the case? Um, no, I love my friends. Okay. (laughs) If anyone has ever seen this, (laughs) but, um, not all my friends are like that. My two closest friends are actually married and they're in their traditional roles. Um, the single ones, however, um to say this nicely there and we have had a pattern to be quick to point the blame on mm-hmm. on the men um when the relationship ends or you know if something something happens and i i still see that now um with their 
relationships, them still pointing the blame. So it's in, in to answer your question where um, if they're thinking about it, but they couldn't come to me because we they thought we shared similar beliefs. No, because I took a step back and I self-reflected and it's, it's everybody's responsibility to take that step back and self-reflect. Okay. So me bringing it to them, yes, it might bring awareness, but you're not you're not able to hear what you're not willing to listen to. Okay. And that makes sense. So you have the channel because those who are willing to listen are going to be those mm -hmm. who also click the, click the button. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm, I'm with my channel. I'm not trying to convince anybody what way to go. I'm just sharing my story. And if you want to listen, listen. Now, why do you think the other end is so eager to spread their message? Because I call it sisterhood, but the ones who who prefer the non-traditional method, they seem very aggressive in spreading their message, you know. Um, but and, and I understand it's aggression is masculine energy. So if they're in mm -hmm. their masculine energy, then of course they're going to be more aggressive in spreading that. Um, so okay, actually I just answered my own question then. And then also to add on it, it comes from a place of, as I mentioned earlier, her, I worked in the foster care system for a while and the, mm. the, the amount of black children, especially black women who have been abused when they were younger, it's, it's heartbreaking. And, um, when you, when you have hurt, anger, pain behind the message, it drives, it, 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 it stirs up that aggression to drive the message more and that's this is why i push that i'm 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 doing it i'm just doing it all in love i'm sharing my message so i'm not aggressively pushing it mm -hmm. right you're inviting those who are just tired of exactly. the old way exactly. yeah but now, all you... those pain is just it's like and it's understandable but those channels who want to just beat the drum of black men in anything um it's just it's just from a place of her okay okay so you mentioned the you know infamous you know uh viral kevin samuels thing mm -hmm. um and you know i talk about it i joke about it but there was a lot of hurt with that and she uh she did lead with her accomplishments mm -hmm. you know her initial question was you know, how do I tell men that I own my own business? Or mm -hmm. when do I tell them? Even though she was doing that just so she could tell the men in the audience that she owns her own business. So, so, she, so she was definitely leading with that, you know, like, how do I tell them I own my own business? I own my own business. I own my own business. I own my own business. So she was definitely leading with that energy. And Kevin Samuels picked up on it. And he's basically, he just kind of wrote her off as you're too far gone. You know, you're mm -hmm. leading with that with that energy and you are of the mindset of I am more masculine than the men that I attract mm -hmm. and which is consistent with what you were saying before that masculine women are going to attract feminine men mm -hmm. meaning that mm -hmm. that's the type of guys that when you lead with that they're going to be like oh you have your own business let me get a part of that that's what mm -hmm. I'm more interested in you mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh, and about you when the energy probably would have been better and you know hair maintenance and things like that things like that for her <laughs> and then to, to add on that um just for anybody if 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 what you are bringing the only thing you bring to the table is 
my degrees, my success. And then the people at the table are saying like, oh, we don't want that though. We already have it. What else do you bring? And there's nothing else for you to bring. Of course, you're going to come with anger, hurt to say, okay, what, what I'm bringing is not valuable. And that's because a lot of black women were not raised to learn how to be feminine, to learn how to be a pick me. Um, so we have nothing else to bring to, and I say we, because I was included in that, having nothing else to bring to the table, but my degree and but my, but my success. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so do you know, I want to talk about the previous generation. So for mm -hmm. those of you who don't know about me, my, um, my parents divorced when I was three years old. Um, so uh, I was raised by my father and I visited my mother's on um, every on alternating weekends. So he had custody and, you know, my mom had visitation, which is kind of opposite from what a lot of people go through. But my father fought real hard for that. So um, so there's that. Now, it's very difficult for a woman. And I've seen it with my mother and her friends um, to try to gain a relationship after that. So we have a generation of women, primarily in the boomer age, who are just single and many of them feel, and possibly rightly so, that at anywhere between 55 and 75, it's probably too late to reverse. And what they are also noticing is that young ladies like younger ladies like yourself are considered to be competition. So um, what type of information are you getting from um, older generations of women who are in this situation? Because um, I don't think that they can I don't think that they can rightly have your best interests at heart. Making you a better, more competitive woman um, really cuts into their mating pool because mm -hmm. a 60 year old man would much rather be with um, a woman in her late 20s or early 30s than my mom. So, what I guess, yeah, I kind of jumbled up the question. What type of information, what type of energy are you getting from that generation of women? Um, personally, well, my, my channel is not a, a place for me to see the, um, the age demographics just yet, but, okay. um, just thinking of it logically, I would use exactly what you said. Um, older generation, especially the single ones who may not have my best interests at heart, because, um, if they did, then they would say, you know, Hey, this is a path I went down, try to avoid it as much as possible. But, um, going back to what I said, when you bringing something to the table that's not needed um you feel as though you're trying to push that kind of like what we talk about on the back end about the colorism stuff like um forcing you into being attracted to to me um uh -huh. it ties in they are still I, I don't i don't want to use jealous i mean because i'm coming from a place of love competitive I would love to know that everybody i would love to believe that everybody else is coming from a place of love um, but yeah, yeah, I can see where, and I, I've even heard stories of the, the older woman being jealous of their daughters, um, yes. because, you know, they didn't get a man, then they're jeopardizing their daughter's relationship and in feeding and telling them, um, what to do, what not to do in that relationship. Um, I was raised to, to not love a man more than he loves me or to not, um, you know, to, to just not be a pick me, basically. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was from a place of jealousy. I think it was a place of hurt and fear because my mom got hurt and because 
all those women got hurt they were trying to protect me and the best way to protect me is to 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 warn me about these toxic men but unfortunately um they weren't realizing that those toxic men are just a small percentage of men that they were attracting to them mm -hmm. and it it unfortunately is an inevitable um thing um, especially until we collectively get our culture together, um, mm -hmm. one that that promotes, you know, non-toxic men and non-toxic women. Um, until that, it, it is going to be an inevitable, um, an inevitable part on both sides, on both sides. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I can I can teach traditionalism to young men, and you know, and yes, yeah, somebody is going to not really respect what you're doing for them. Mm -hmm. um, that's an inevitable part um, in any culture, but more likely in ours. So Cichlid says, um, uh, do you see that woman's energy would be better used growing eggplants in her garden? Not talking about you. He's talking about the woman that called Kevin because she she had a garden. Oh. Oh. Remember, <laughs> I have a garden. So oh my what gosh, do you, one. yeah, like what do you have one. to offer a man? I have a garden. A garden. <laughs> like, this is, I mean, you know, so there is a lack of understanding from non-pygmies on what men want, and that's because they don't want to be pygmies. They don't want to, you know, um, they don't want to give that part of themselves. So if you, if you, if you aren't trying to be selected by men, then you're not going to ask what do they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, that and unfortunate, but um, very true. Okay, so um, it says our Jamaicans. Um, our Jamaicans are as aggressive as they have been advertised. Okay. Um, you're yes. asking about a stereotype. <laughs> I mean, um, and I, I think a lot of, in, in reading my comments, I realized that a lot of um, American men may not know this, but Jamaican women were raised to be aggressive. We were raised to be independent, to be masculine. Um, mm -hmm. We are very masculine as a, it's a stereotype, but, but as a culture, the women are very masculine. So I would say, yeah. Um, yeah. No, did, does the media like over exaggerate? Yes. Somewhat, but yeah, aggressive. Yeah. Hmm. So, huh. I thought that I didn't know that that was throughout the, um, Caribbean that, that this mindset. Because, I mean, I know it's a Western thing, and I know that, you know, most English-speaking countries, you know, um, behave that way because it comes through the media largely. But um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about that stereotype, to be honest, uh, Snuggles. So, yeah, thanks for the super chat. So, yeah, I guess it's true there. Now, does it work there? Like, what, does, does that force men into feminine behavior? Because I... You know, I didn't get that reputation for Jamaican men. So what's the? Um, um, so so it's funny enough, we talked about this on a on a live I was on two days ago. Because Jamaica is a third world country, um, we need our men in the household. Um, so so there are two parents household more than they are in in the states because you know we don't have government assistance. There's no such thing as an independent black woman in Jamaica because you know we need we need the support we need the man. But we still do lead with our um, our aggression or our masculine energy, which causes the man to to kind of just take a, a, a back back seat in relationship in the household decisions. So, I mean, I was born and raised in Jamaica. The father figure that I had in the household was more of like a 
he was hardly there. It was just like anything goes. You know, he pays the bill and then he leaves. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see like how that I'm I'm trying to picture how that's working because you're you're describing a situation where both the men and the female are working under masculine energy, but yet they are together out of necessity. So one thing I learned with the masculine energy, um, if there's two masculine or if, if there's a woman in her masculine energy and then there's a man in his masculine energy and the, they're going at it, the man mm -hmm. in his masculine energy will more than likely take a step back and allow her to be in her masculine um, energy. So if you've ever, I'm not sure personally, if you've ever um, been in a situation where a woman is all in your face and she's just shouting at you and being aggressive. I have, yeah then you in your masculine energy you tend to step, take a step back because you know what happened if you get too aggressive with a woman and you know she can't like it's just words um so a masculine energy man tends to take a step back true when dealing with a masculine energy woman but that's true but i mean i don't i don't stay in those relationships though well yeah <laughs> um it's different being in the third world country, yeah, you kind of have no other choice because if you if you're to leave, um, there's not a lot of options. There's no government assistance. There's there's nothing like that. Okay, so you just kind of hit me with a bomb, um, you know, um, a mental bomb with that because it makes me think of our own history and perhaps we were like that for quite some time uh here in the united states and the relationships um the stable relationships that we read about in the past were really just there out of necessity both parties you know if given the opportunity would be apart and when given the opportunity were in part were apart so like, you know, if there was government assistance or, you know, if in future generations there would be government assistance in Jamaica, then they might experience the same separation, which mm -hmm. I don't want to see happen anywhere. I don't want anything to go through what the black American community has went through. Mm -hmm. um, that's just that's just me. So hopefully there's a cultural shift before there's economic support for such a thing. Okay, Snuggle says, um, I do appreciate your honesty. I don't think a lot of people actually understood um, that uh, where you were come from. Uh, thank you again. Yeah, um, thank you for the for the super chat. And I most certainly didn't understand because I, um, you know, I grew up on the West Coast, so we didn't have many Jamaicans there for one. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I just didn't know the stereotype exists existed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's. Um, that's and that's a, why that's the the, one of the clap back, one of the pushback I get um, from women is, you know, me being Jamaican and not understanding. It's like, what? Because the like we are aggressive and we're known, especially if you're in New York, um, we're known to be to be for lack of best, like easily anger, hot to edit. Um, we're known for that as a Jamaican woman. So so seeing these seeing these clap back, seeing these pushback, I was I was shocked. Okay. Um, I want to read to you um, a passage from um, Danica's book, and I want you to tell me what you think of it. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, if you're a woman reading this book, you more than likely view submission as outdated, degraded, unnecessary, belittling term and practice that needs to be done away with forever. 
You most likely feel as though any woman um, that is in alliance with being submissive to her man, husband is either insecure, desperate for love or completely unaware of her value. In your mind, only a woman that does not respect herself and notice her power as a woman uh, would ever submit to her man in any capacity, you view submissive women as weak, inferior, that need to get a grip on reality because, after all, no man is worth submitting to, not even your husband. So that's from uh, Danica's book, Submission is Not the Enemy. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, she is talking about the mindset of the women who are against uh, submission, mm -hmm. femininity, you know, just traditional forms of relationship. Um, would you describe that being the mindset of some, um, or your previous mindset? Let's start there. Yes, definitely. Especially with the programming I was raised on. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, I, I've been through a lot in the past couple of years too. I probably should have mentioned I lost, I lost my parents. I lost close family members. So there are certain things that I had to go through alone. Um, mm -hmm. realizing that damn, I wish I had a man to, to, you know, help me through this, just partnership. Um, I saw a post that said a man, a woman who thinks she doesn't need a man has never experienced one. Thinking mm. that you do not have to submit or submitting is, um, is less than you, is beneath you is because you've never experienced a real man where you naturally want to submit to. Mm hmm Okay. So yeah. Um, wow. So do you think that what some of the women are saying is true, that there is a, that there isn't an abundance of quote unquote real men to that are worth submission? Would you, do oh, you think no, that there's, some, I don't agree okay. with that. No. Um, they just haven't been seeking it because, oh, go, go for it. That that's you lining up. As I mentioned with the law of attraction, you attract who and what you are. So if you've just been surrounding yourself with dust is, you're only going to see dustis, so you're only going to experience dustis. Um, a perfect example, Les Brown always says, 100,000 a year people don't be running around with $20,000 a year people. So if you look around and you see that circle, you see 20,000 a year people, that that tells you that, okay, you might not be 100,000 a year people. It's, 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 it's who you are and who you choose to surround yourself with and that you control. Okay. Uh, Snuggles again. I appreciate you. He says, um, he says, out of all the islands, which island is known to be the most aggressive of them all? I'll let you have that one. I can't answer that. I'm not. I mean, Jamaica, Jamaica is the most popular one. Um, but I, I don't know. I would, I would say Jamaica is known be only, be only because it's the most popular one. You know, Bob Marley and. You say more and us just being always um, in the forefront with our music and stuff. But I can't. I don't know. I mean, we 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 all have similar traits, though. Okay. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully that answers your question. So you were asking me in the back, um, who do I get the most pushback from, men or women, for my message? Um, I would say that it's different types of pushback. But it's pretty much even. Um, mm. As you described, there are a number of men who like the old ways. Uh, you know, they want to live with you for two years and not pay a bill. You know, they actually, and believe it or not, you know, that's how they define masculinity. 
um, unfortunate by true, how much they can get from a woman versus mm -hmm. how much they have given to a woman. Mm -hmm. um, they think that these behaviors make them um, a player because they mm -hmm. they didn't because they didn't have to do anything for the sexual rewards um, mm -hmm. that men you know who define masculinity in a traditional way um, would do, whether they have mm -hmm. to or not. So um, I've get I've gotten a lot of pushback from those types. Um, these are the game types, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've also gotten pushback um, from the ladies, um, from the women um, of the sisterhood, because for one, I discovered their scrolls. Um, for two, I I encourage men not to fall for these shaming tactics that mm -hmm. that they will have for you, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And mainly, I get a lot of pushback from women because my message is to demand for men to demand uh, more from both themselves and from their their mate. It's really not natural for any man to to openly seek a woman who is less pretty than he is handsome. Mm -hmm. um, so messages like that, of course, will will garner negative pushback from women who don't really rely on her looks to attract the mate. So yeah, I've I've gotten it from both ends. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say which is more, you know, because um, everybody who's been with me for a while know that I've been through a lot in this space from both men and women. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to balance that scale. It's like teetering, you know, it's like teetering on one, you know, from one to another. That's interesting. Yeah. So um, as a personal trainer, mm -hmm. would you say that um, your benefit would increase significantly were women more willing to, and I'm assuming that you're a trainer of women. I looked at some of your videos mm -hmm. and the exercises, the bubble butt exercise and stuff like that, you know, like that's obviously for women. So, you know, um, do you think that that business would, in, and I'm not pocket watching, but do you think that business would increase were the whole pick me thing to take off and, you know? Um. As in, as in, if if the more I grow on YouTube, if it will affect my personal training business negatively, um, not just you, but if the culture were to shift in that direction, I'm picturing like this. I'm picturing you as a physical trainer. Um, you know, you see a woman who is grotesquely out of shape, um, and you know, you just give your card, and she says, "Oh, I don't need this because you know I'm large and in charge, or I'm fat and mm -hmm. fine." Or, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I'm thick, so, you know, or whatever. Like, is it harder to sell to modern women? I, I guess is, you know, do you think it would be easier to say? That? Yeah, I. OK, so as I said earlier, you just have to be at a place mentally. Women, personally, mm -hmm. you have to be at a place mentally to to want to become the best version of yourself and to want to become who um you have to be to attract the kind of man that you want. And that's why I that's why I um I push that whole law of attraction aspect on my channel because when you enter a situation as, oh, this is just how I am, take me as I am, then you're not entertaining any room for growth. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, um yes, personal training and um femininity coaches, therapists, we all need therapists. Um, mm. 
that th that will increase as people become aware and and show interest in becoming the best version of themselves though though the reason to do it the only reason is just not to to get a man but it's to to become the true you the the higher being the your true self that you were created to be i know for me personally before i i started um talking about this stuff specifically on my channel i was watching a lot of kevin samuels and um you know he started floating around the bmi and you know being a personal trainer i knew what it was but it was just yeah um for me you know not taking it as seriously because um have still having some of that programming where oh a man will just accept me for who i am um but once i started hearing these things and actually you know finding out what men want hearing learning these things i took it i took more, my health a little more seriously um so it just all depends on how much are you willing to put in to get what you want so that's interesting because you say um you you discover what men want and stuff like that but your mindset um before was take me as um a man should want me for me. I mean, when you're fit, that's still you. But was that the thinking before that it's not you if you actually um, work out? Me I work out, by the way, and I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. Like I don't, I don't, you know, like if a woman is into my body, she's not into me for me or something like that. I don't really. I, I just see it as a part of me. It's the result of my efforts. I mean. Oh. And if so, if so, and I'm trying to get you at your 26 year old brain, because I want to pick that for a second. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. okay, so at your 26 year old brain, the whole I don't need to work out because um, I want a man that want me for me. Um, mm -hmm. However, I have a degree, but I want a man to want me for my degree. I'm, I'm trying to break down that thinking. I, got, I get what you're saying. So my 26 year old brain thought that I was the prize in a relationship, as society tells you, you know? Um, mm -hmm. you really don't have to do anything. You're the prize and the, the right man will just come. Your Prince Charming will just come. But so my, my 26 year old brain was not concerned about doing life for a man or trying to meet a man. It was just doing life and, um, the right one will just come not having to, to become what that right one wants. But okay. I get that. How does the degree fit into that? Because you are, because you, that's something that you sell to guys like a yeah. woman, you know, would, would use her new fit body. Like, so like you are doing to improve for a man, but just not in an area that a man wants. So yeah, you, because it's, it's a lack of, it's the lack of knowledge. It's the lack okay. of knowing what a man wants. So um, it, it's, it's a double, like I, I, see, I get what you're saying because 26 year old me didn't really care about what a man want, but 26 year old me was still going back to get my master's thinking that that's what a man want. Right. But as I said earlier, because this is what we want from a relationship, we want the, um, the success, we want the independence, we want to make sure, we want to know that the man can provide, then that's what we are bringing to the table. Um, okay, I have my independence, I have my success and I can provide for myself but not actually so so the 26 year old me that does not care what a man want was not asking the question is this what the man really want if you get what i'm saying i get what you're saying um mm -hmm. okay so 26 year old you um a guy approached you 
And, you know, like, like every woman, you want to know what was it about him that attracted, um, what was it about you that attracted him? Um, would 26 year old you rather hear that he was attracted to you physically or your, your, um, accomplishments? Good question. Um, I think 26 year old me would probably be more impressed if he was attracted to my accomplishments because I worked so hard for them. Okay. Okay. And 28 year old you? Twenty. Oh, 28, 28 year. Um, I will probably be more. No, my femininity, because I did have to work as hard as I worked for my degree to reprogram my thinking, to 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 shed everything that I learned from basically birth to up to 26, having to reprogram that. So I would definitely be more impressed that he's um, interested in my femininity, not so much my body, because that was always here as a trainer. But um, no, no, I'm saying your physical I... appearance, your, your physical appearance, which is a way um, of saying your femininity. Yeah, yeah. And 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 um I would be more impressed with him being drawn to my ability to to learn what he wants. Okay. Okay. I think yeah, I, I think that um what you just described is definitely more in the keep a man category. You know, like um, pick me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, pygmies are adept at keeping men. Any woman with, you know, um, with two of them and one of those can get a man. But, mm -hmm. you know, keeping a man is um, something, you know, because like, like I was saying before with the whole Jamaican stereotype, I would, I would just leave. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we're not in a country where it's a necessity, you know, where like if he don't bring home bacon and she don't cook it, you both starve. It's, we're not in that situation. And I'll, we'll just leave. And I have. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's um, that's just what men are doing. That's just what men are doing now. So um, are you open to answer questions from the from the chat room or yeah, um, bring definitely. people on one at, one at a time? OK. Yeah, definitely. OK, I'll bring people in one at a time for Q&A. All right. So put the link out there. All right, it says uh, snuggle. Oh, he has a lot of questions for you. Um, all right, let's see. What dishes do you have in your culture um, that is not naturally healthy for human consumption? Okay. Um. So it's not a dish itself, but it's how it's prepared. I'm tapping into my personal trainer side now. Um, so a, a popular dish in our culture is probably curry goat or oxtail, let's say oxtail, but how it's prepared with all the fat, the oil and stuff. So oxtail in itself or, or curry goat in itself, it's protein, it's a source of protein, but it's it's how it's prepared. I'm, I think, am I answering his question correctly? Um, yeah, I mean, he's asking about the food in your culture and what's mm -hmm. um, unhealthy. And you're saying that the curry goat is being, um, is being prepared in an unhealthy way, culturally yeah. speaking. Yeah. It's just, it's just like chicken. So it's, it's like fried chicken as opposed to, to grilled chicken, but so there's no food in my, my culture. If you're if you're referring to like fast food and pizza, we don't really have that. It's not as popular as it's here. Okay. Um, Jessica says she liked curry goat. Jessica, I have <laughs> never had um, curry goat. I mean, if I did, I don't remember. You would have so. remembered. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it doesn't. I'm be honest. It doesn't sound good. I mean, maybe because oh, yeah. it has the word curry in it. And I, I've actually had curry, and that was awful. Oh, probably it's who prepared it. 
Yeah. I had curry at an um, Indian wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, Indian weddings are really long. So, um, no, they, they take all day, unlike ours, where you just, you know, it's just like 10 minutes and you stand up when she walks down and it's like, do you, do you? But there was a lot of different ceremonies. It yeah. was, and I was standing there like, hey, are they married yet? Like after one ceremony, they they like, oh, okay, are, are they married yet? And then they would do something else. It's like, okay, okay, are they married yet? And it was, it was like, I think I was there like six hours. And then, um, and it was catered, but the food was awful. So I went to Jack in the Box and came back and they were still getting married. So it was, um, it was a trip. But yeah, that's when I had, um, that's when I had curry. Okay. Somebody said Indian curry is very different. Um, yeah, maybe I should try. The, the best foreign food to me is uh, Ethiopian. Oh, I don't think I've ever had. Uh, yeah, they have uh, they have like these little things called samosas. Um, mm-hmm. You eat it with your hand and mm-hmm. yeah, um, but you get like this bread to wrap it in. The bread's real good. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so doesn't look like anybody um, is coming on to ask any questions. Here, let me put the link out there again. Let's see. Melody says she hasn't eaten red meat in 10 years so oh wow yeah I'm actually i'm pescatarian now it's been two years since i haven't had meat either so oh really um before mm-hmm. before corona i was doing um keto mm-hmm. but you know um i should go back now mm-hmm. but pescatarian that's where you wait which one is that only eat seafood Oh, okay. Okay, and you are that now? Yeah. What are some of the benefits of that, would you say, as a personal trainer, or is that just some, Is that just a lifestyle that you prefer? Yeah, it was just a personal choice. It, there was really no health, anything to it. Okay, okay. So I'm looking at, now I've seen some of your videos, um, you know, before this. Um, and like I say, after I seen you on Danica's channel, I decided to reach out to you. Um, and it seems like lately you've been focusing on, um, the message to the ladies, um, you know, as far as, um, changing your lifestyle, mm-hmm. what would you say is the, you, cause it started off, um, you know, I'm looking back years, um, and I seen one, I of course clicked the bubble, butt one, um, but, um, so before it seemed like there was a focus on, um, you know, health and nutrition and things like that, mm-hmm. fitness, uh, where now it's more um, getting a message to women on how to improve themselves to get the man that they want. What would you say that your overall mission statement is right now? Yeah, that's it. To become the best version of yourself so you can attract um, better quality men and to just promote black black love um, for better black communities. As I mentioned earlier, I was a I was a foster care um, case manager. Mm-hmm. So I do have a heart. I do have a passion for kids, especially the black ones in the foster care and the foster care system. And um, to see so many kids being fostered by non-black families only because there's not enough black family unit is heartbreaking. So that this is my hope to just promote more black two-parent household. More traditional um, ones. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Um, yeah. I, and and you also asked me in the back, um, who's more willing to embrace the, 
you know, traditional lifestyle. And um, I would have to say it's the men. Mm -hmm. The men are also more, you know, because it seemed like we were the first to realize the moment, you know, they started, you know, getting into getting into our face that, you know, okay, mm-hmm. this this new thing isn't working well. Um, let's go back to the old ways. Um, even though many um many aren't willing to go all the way with it. And what I mean by go all the way with it, it's like, okay, um, I want to keep the new style of dating, mating, and relating. You know, I don't want to get rid of hookup culture or anything like that, but just I want to keep hookup culture without the attitude or without Mm -hmm. the weave or without the, Mm -hmm. you know, um, without the fat. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very difficult to have one without the other because what you are, when you live in a instant gratification culture, it's the people are going to reflect that. And fake hair is a form of instant gratification, just like you wanting to, you know, Netflix and chill with a different woman every week. That's also a form of instant gratification. So it's going to reflect in the, in the people, you know, it's it's just going to, you know, you, you have to be a long-term man in order for the culture to reflect and attract Mm -hmm. long-term women. So I have gotten like a lot of fence riders and that's because, you know, you still want the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, Snuggles, uh, so you have a lot of questions. You could come up. Um, you could definitely come up, but, um, and also subscribe to our channel if you haven't already, definitely. Um, so, um, do you use something called sea mosques or um, bladder um, whack work or bladder rack um, or something called Irish moss? Is this like stuff so you could pass a drug test? No. Oh, okay. well, I'm not sure about that. But sea moss and Irish moss, I, I want to say it's, it's different. Um, but yeah, I have heard of it. If you guys are familiar with Dr. Sabi. I've heard um, the name. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, oh, thank you. Thank you. I've heard of it. Um, it's, it's good. It apparently has 99 vitamins. So I'm familiar with it. Irish moss is more popular in, in the islands, though. Sea moss is a little bit more difficult to find. Okay. Well, what does it do? Um, it's just, it's a natural thing. <laughs> it's one of those, um, okay. gel yeah. that it has all the vitamins. So it's good for you. It's, it's really yeah. good for you. You eat it and it's good for you. I got it. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that serves its purpose. Okay. All right. Snuggle. I mean, you could come up, just come, cause you have a lot of questions about Jamaican culture. I mean, you know, you don't have to keep giving me money. So, um, <laughs> What do people in your culture uh, look at when it comes to being pregnant in a relationship um, and outside of a relationship? In a relationship and outside of a okay versus I uh, got you mm-hmm. okay. Um, it's it's frowned upon. It's just like here where it's it's frowned upon, but bec- that's because we're more um, Christian based. There are a lot of churches in Jamaica, but it happens way more often <laughs> than um, for it to be frowned upon. Okay. Okay. So, um, it, would you say that was something that was initially frowned upon and now it's more embraced or no, no, it's still not, not really embraced, embraced, but it's just tolerated because, you know, it's like, who yeah. going to check me who type deal. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like it's it's the ideal and i think that's everybody's mindset the ideal is to have a, a husband be married have your kids but um chance more than likely baby also wedlock is what's common okay now this isn't a jamaican thing um but this question has gotten me curious um uh, just amongst women in general um and i've asked this um, to women in my personal circle. Is it difficult for women in healthy relationships to maintain a friendship with women who are not? Um, it depends on the friends because you, you can have friends who, um, like, as I mentioned, my two closest friends are married. I'm not married. Um, but I'm not there saying, oh yeah, girl, you're negative this, or, you know, you guys are this, or, um, so it depends on the friend, but if it's friends who are helping you to, to promote, you know, cheating, or if he does something, they're giving you the negative, they're always focusing on the negative, then mm -hmm. no. And I know for a lot of men, um, you guys look at that. You guys look at the girl you're pursuing girlfriends and see like to try to find out their relationship status and their mindset because you know if you um if if she hangs out with them too much then she's going to start getting influenced by them yeah i i have noticed that a lot i've actually um been with pygmies who um because i am a traditional man um and you know this is a problem that i've had for quite some time now um, because I am a traditional man, I'm a primary provider and, um, women generally don't have to work. Um, now they can, if they want to, some of them, you know, will drive Uber or something like that, but, uh, or do hair or something, but it's not a necessity. Um, now what, what has happened is that with me, they have a lot of idle time. Mm -hmm that they use to talk with their friends mm -hmm. and their friends do do put negative ideals into their into their head that wears on my relationship i noticed that a lot um and also one of the things that i notice is that because there's gossip involved with their with their friends mm -hmm. um and it's negative gossip and there's complaints mm -hmm. um in order to have a topic of discussion they would start an unnecessary um, argument with me. I have noticed that. So yeah, go for I it. I have a question for you and I have a question for, oh, let, let me answer his questions. What What's my opinion on using C4? I used to use C4. Um, of course, you know, help with, pardon me? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a pre-workout. Oh, okay. Um, it's one I didn't know if it, was a, if it was a supplement or, or if it was a pre-workout routine or... Oh no! Yeah, no C4 pre-workout. It's it's one of the cheaper options you can find in your Walmart. Um, but of course, you know if you're talking health-wise, like no. <laughs> I mean, get your med your medical doctor clearance and stuff. But um, I used to use C4. So if you're just asking for um something basic to start, so yeah, I like C4. But the question that I have for you, um, how do you guys? How do men feel about women who are obsessed with reality TV shows such as um? Real Housewives and, you know, those drama-filled shows. You know, um, I looked at that as a huge red flag early in the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, that and Medea anything, um, of course, this was when Medea was a thing. You know, you ask um, a woman what type of movie she likes, and she says Medea, it's like, that's a mm -hmm. huge, huge red flag. 
Um, and yeah, those tend to not work out. Um, the ones who like to watch Bad Girls Club, because basically these are women who are creating drama in their lives, you know, for the sake of attention. Um, and they're attracted to that. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a huge red flag. So yeah, if you, what, please don't tell me that you watch that stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> I do not. I do not. But, um, you know, I mentioned a couple of times that I'm learning as I'm going. Uh-huh. And um, I saw in a comment, someone commented, on, I think I want to say it was Kevin's um, video. And he said, you know, a red flag is a, a woman who is obsessed. And it makes sense because then your drama, you're, you're searching for drama. Those shows only bring drama. But I didn't want to touch on it without actually getting multiple men's um opinion yeah ideally i mean so we as men because we're uh melly i'm gonna mute you because you're echoing a little bit okay we as men um are very compromising with women um Mm -hmm. depending on our look and the more attractive she is the more compromising we are so you know if an extremely attractive woman was to watch you know, real housewives of something or other. It's like, oh yeah, you'll make excuses for her because mm-hmm. like, look at her. But um, so there is a hot, crazy line and you're messing with that line if you if you um, watch reality TV shows. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. If you're doing it just like, oh, I can't believe this. But if you're doing it yeah. like you can relate or, you know, you're doing it for entertainment purposes. Yeah, that's yeah. a, that's, I agree with Kevin on that one. I didn't know he said that, but um that is definitely a red flag that I've come mm-hmm. across. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would much rather her watch Aisha Curry cooking channel or something like that. Like, why not watch that? Why can't you just watch that instead? But yeah, I get, I get, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, okay. Snuggles again with the Jamaican culture <laughs> question. Okay, it says, um, what does your culture think about blacks using the N word? Um, is it frowned upon or do they embrace it? Okay, right, right quick, right quick, Snuggles. Um, you know, I promote travel for brothers. Um, and and I'm not saying don't ask her, but I'm saying you obviously want to go. You obviously, honestly, honestly, you obviously want to go, brother. I mean, right now is the best time to get your passport. And I say, especially if you live on the East Coast, it's a, you're just like a two-hour trip. I, w- I would definitely just... Um, just take a trip and, and embrace as much of the culture as you can. That's what I do. I travel, you know, but your answer? Um, we don't use it a lot, but it's also not frowned upon. Okay. Do you have an equivalent word that you use in this place? That That is, um, that would be an offensive word. Yes. <laughs> that uses both a pejorative and a, and a term of endearment. Pardon me? I said um, a word that's used as a as a negative um, by some and a positive um, to others. Do you have a similar oh. word? It's a very unique word, and not many exist in other cultures, so I can yeah. understand that you don't. No, no. I mean, but we do have words that you can use negatively, <laughs> but not where it has that double meaning. Okay. Okay. Got you. Okay. Classic Ruby. Um, yeah, she's Jamaican. She um, was born and raised there. For 15 years and then she moved um she moved to florida mm-hmm. so um so melody sorry to mute you um hi all right hi. what's on your what's on your mind pick me you pick me <laughs> well i have a few questions for her my first question is 
um, do you believe colorism exists? Hmm, good question. Um, yes, I do believe it exists, but not at the extent where a lot of, um, oh, hey, a lot of us in here, not at the extent where, um, a lot of, a lot of darker skinned women would like to believe it does. Um, as we were talking back, um, and I don't like speaking on it because I'm not too much darker skin, so I don't want to speak on it to seem insensitive, but, um, it's, it's, might be other contribution, just not your skin tone. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that um, if a woman feels that she's not attractive, it's not necessarily the complexion that they're not attracted to. It might be something else. Exactly. Um, and I was on King, King Riches. He's from okay. London. His live, and um, he did a thing where a, a, the men started commenting dark skin celebrities who are attractive. And you know, we had the, the Gabrielle Union and a lot more. Um, Amara La Negra is gorgeous. Yeah. And that one Black Panther woman, she's gorgeous. Just can't remember her name. No, you're talking about but, Lapita Nyong'o? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you started throwing out celebrities who guys go crazy over, who are dark skin, it kind of negates their argument that, okay, um, colorism is a thing and, and a dark skin woman can't, can't get her man, not because of her lack of femininity, but it's because of the, her skin tone. Okay. All right. Snuggle. Do you see, um, not, not to interrupt you, but you missed a super chat from D Quinn, oh, I think. If you go that. up oh, a bit. Yeah, and hey, Chantel. Hi. hi. It's good to see you here. Someone actually mentioned you on my um, on my live stream yesterday. So I, I had made plans to, to binge watch your videos. Okay, hopefully you do. Because it, be, it would be nice to have you over sometime. Yeah, um, because yeah. I, it's nice to have other women, especially women with their mind in the right place to get up and have a discussion. So yeah, hopefully at some time you can come over and we can talk over there. Definitely, yeah. Okay, DJ um, DJ Quinn had a had a um, really good question. He says, um, "How can a man quickly tell the difference between a true feminine woman and one that is pretending?" The truth of the matter is, you use the word "quickly" and you can't. Mm -hmm. There isn't a there isn't a quick way to tell. Um, when you are a man who carries yourself in a in a certain way, um, women who are normally unfeminine will will attempt to use a feminine approaches to to garner your interest. Um, I've gotten it all. You know, they they use their interview voices with me and um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like you know, um, it's and it, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes time. I think the most effective woman who did that with me. Um, she was actually, she was a foster kid too, because her parents, um, her father wasn't in her life and her mother went to jail. So, um, so she was, she was fostered by a very well-to-do family. So she was able to tap into that energy and present that energy to me very well, very well. But she did like reality TV shows. So, you know, like later it came it came about. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, D. Quinn, uh, time. Time mm -hmm. is the best um, way to tell, to separate a pretender from, you know, the real from the fake. And, and if I could go for it. 
if I could just insert um, one thing, and as I'm always saying, I'm learning as I'm going. One thing I learned about the feminine energy, um, a feminine woman wants to take the stress away from her man. So she does not want to cause any, you're already a busy man on your purpose. She does not want to cause any additional stress. So that's something you can tell in the early stages too. What's her attention requirement like? Um, does she I like those reality TV shows? Is she addicted to drama? Um, little stuff like little red flags you can look for, but you won't be able to tell, especially if she's pretending well in the beginning. I, I agree with that. I'd also say um, one of the best things to do is pay attention not only to what she's saying but pay attention to her actions because it's very easy for a woman to say the right things and pretend to be feminine but look at the way she carries herself um you can't quickly tell by looking into the future that's harder to do but you can look at her past so things like social media you actually get a good representation of her character look at her closest friends and associates they'll sort of tell you what sort of person she is so i'd say you can look at things like that um and look at her actions as opposed to her words melody do you have a do you have an answer yeah okay so now it's gone oh that was jessica okay so yeah um do you have an answer melody Uh, you're low, you're low, but I'll read the question again. Um, it says, how can a man quickly tell the difference between a true feminine woman and one that is pretending? Actually, it takes time. You probably have to, like Jessica, I heard her say, you know, social media, the friends, um, her family, you know, because family play a big part in it. Like, how's her mom and dad acting? Did she have a father in her life? You know, all that, all those things you have to look at. Okay. Okay. Um, um, thanks for the super chat, uh, D Quinn. Okay. And snuggles again. He says, um, is it me or, um, or all the ladies on this panel, very soft-spoken and, uh, mild mannered. Um, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I promote pick on this channel, you know, um, and I think I sent that to you in the email when I asked you to join, right. That, you know, I, I mean, I champion it. I mean, you know, y'all need a space. Y'all basically are refugees from a culture that doesn't, you know, uh, completely embrace you. You know, so we we have to create an environment where you feel safe and appreciated. So, yeah. Wait, wait. I think I think that I don't think that's you. I think that's yeah. That's Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. Um, could you mute? Did you have something to say? Because. Okay. Um, Jessica, did you have did you have something? Because you unmuted. No, I was muted. You unmuted me just now. Oh, okay. My mistake. I thought I was putting you on mute. My mistake. <laughs> Is the static still there? Uh, it's subtle, but yeah, I could hear it. I think okay. Melody probably thought it was her. But okay, um, go for it. No, because she had a bit of like um, static before. That's why I told her to mute up. But I know my mic is staticky. I don't know what to do about it. This is a okay. new mic as well. But um, yeah, I. Um, okay, let me mute up. Zone's giving me a suggestion. Sorry. Okay. 
All right, let me bring Melody back in. But yeah, Melody, I don't, I don't think it was uh, so much you. Like, I do hear something now, but I think you're like shuffling or something. I don't know what that is. But... All right, uh, Snuggles again says, um, are women required to be able to cook in your culture? Um, and what are the men required to do for a woman? Um, yes, women are, we're pushed, we're um, encouraged to learn how to cook and, you know, to do the basic house chores, cook, wash, clean. Um, for, for men, men are required to, though we both go out and work 50-50, we both go for the um, bacon, um, they're required to, to bring their portion in. Um, yeah, to, to contribute to the household. It's frowned upon if the man is just living there and not contributing some financially to the household. I think that's pretty much true everywhere else. Um, you know, like a man who's solely dependent on a woman is not really yeah. um, embraced in, in any culture other than ours that I can think of. Um, and even then, it's um, only embraced temporarily, like the, the woman... Uh, do later tend to resist. Listen, if these new relationships worked, then there wouldn't be any, I, I wouldn't even have a channel. I'm like, okay, we found something new and it works, but the, mm -hmm. these aren't working. They 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 run a life cycle of about two years and then it's on to the next for both, leaving uh, you know a bunch of bitter and broken people um, in its wake. Um, and you said both... something earlier. Go, you go said for something it. earlier that I wanted to touch on. Um, when I brought up that Jamaica being a third world country, so we needed both partners in the household, mm -hmm. um, America, you know, given the welfare system and women being independent, um, I see it as something positive because if we, as black women, if we didn't get our independence and move away um, and lead it with our masculine energy, we wouldn't be able to see a clear cut of it not working. If we had, mm. if in, in Jamaica, if it stays how it is and you know, the, the woman is with her masculine energy and um, the man is unable to, to be his masculine self, it, it will continue like that until the woman can get her independence, move away, see that she needs the man and then want to learn how to become more feminine. So she and the man, both her and the man can um, live together. I see what you're saying. So it's an appreciation thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we had to, like, we, we needed this lesson. Mm -hmm. um, as a culture, we needed this lesson. It's like, you know, before we were just running on autopilot, we were emancipated and we was like, okay, let's, let's just take this aspect of the culture. And we just, we never questioned it. Then we would question like, you know, wait, why am I in this role? Um, both men and women said, why am I in this role when it's so much fun individually being in this role? Um, and now we know why. Now we know what happens when we don't do that. So, like, let's not try that again. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and and this is what I'm hoping to, to and um, channels like ours to push that we do need each other and, and each energy is of importance. Mm -hmm. True, true. Now, Melody, you said you had several questions. And, you know, I apologize that everything went, you know, that we got disrupted. Um, but I appreciate the super chats. Um, but what were your other questions, Melody? You're muted, love, by the way. Okay, Melody's, uh, she's still muted. But um, Jessica, you said you had another question? So I missed the beginning part of the interview. So I don't know if you've answered this already, but what was it that made you um, sort of see the error in your ways of how you were acting before and just what changed your mindset? 
Um, well, there was nothing specific. There was no one thing. There were many things that happened. Um, noticing that I was constantly repeating relationship patterns that I didn't want and, mm -hmm. you know, being, being attractive and being educated and having my own, but still not having a man that I desired. And then also, um, I, I experienced a lot of close family death in my last couple of years and um, having to do that on my own, realized, I realized that, hey, it would, it would have been nice if I had a man, if I had a husband. So then that whole mindset where I don't need a man for anything, I started like, you know, taking a step back and saying, maybe I do need a man, even if it's for shoulders to cry on or for someone to help me out while I have to, to make funeral arrangements. Okay, you also that makes sense. Yeah. You also mentioned um on your sh on your show you mentioned um, emergency contact. You you oh, came yeah. across yeah. So <laughs> and I share a funny story. So I recently moved to Dallas and um I'm I mean I'm I'm dating someone now, but it's not at the point where I would add him as an emergency contact. But um I went to sign up for a new gym and they asked me for emergency contact and I had to put a nine one one because there is nobody there so it's just when when we say um you're dying alone or you know couple up partnership is important it's not just so you can have a man to to have a wedding day or to walk in a white dress but it's it's the important life steps and i've shared how my mom died alone never married and didn't have a man by her side and so many black women are following that path I think it's interesting um, your explanation because I feel like you there being honest, a lot of women will actually be able to relate to what you're saying there because women do throw out that they're independent, I don't need a man, um, I'm strong, I'm happy on my own. But what I've always said is that women do have that feeling of loneliness mm -hmm. and there are times when you're on your own and you do want a man there. And so I'm happy that we can be honest and open and say that because other women will be able to relate. And then listening to your message, they can see, do you know what? She was just like me. She changed. She's on her way to happiness. And they can actually start following what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why I, I mean, it's, um, I, I throw myself under the bus a lot when I share my stories. Um, but as you said, um, if it's for someone to say, hey, this is the same path I'm going, and if she was able to stop and change, then probably it will work out for me too. Right, because when you're authentic and you're real, um, like I said, other people can relate to that and they can see themselves in that situation and then know how to change and move forward. Because mm -hmm. if we sit here and act like we were always perfect, people can't relate to that. But then when we do tell the stories of, okay, um, you know, I felt alone, I felt on my own, even though I was independent, I had my career, I had this, there was still something in me that felt unfulfilled. Women can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now it's interesting. Um, I apologize, I was on mute, but it's interesting that you both are educated women. You know, it's not like you know you you are women who are uh, solely need a man for economic reasons or or things like that. But um, and I I think that that was the conclusion that um, a lot of women came to when they did this independence movement because um, that's what they're independent of. They're independent of men. Mm -hmm. 
So um, as educated women, you know, you've come to the conclusion that even absent the the financial necessity, there is um, there are other uses for men. There, men are still valuable um, outside of that, and I think that that's something that a lot of women, especially the ones who like I make six figures, he may, needs to make six figures too. That they really haven't come to yet. You know, um, what would you say would be the ultimate thing that they should know in order to expedite that conclusion? Um, as humans. We need each other. Um, it's, it's a defense mechanism to say, oh, I don't need a man for anything. Because even back in the day when we had tribes, um, they wouldn't kill a member of the tribe. They would just let them out, you know, like ostracize them. So mm -hmm. we do need each other as humans. Um, it's to just be real with yourself. In order to come to that realization, you need to be real with yourself and identify that this independent Overly independence is just a defense mechanism out of fear, fear of being hurt, and that will only keep you down. Okay, Jessica, you have anything? Um, <clears throat> I think the fastest thing I'd be able to, the fastest, okay, the thing that would expedite it the most, mm -hmm. I feel, is that if you take away all of the external factors, right? So what the media tells us, what our friends tell us, um, all of those things, take that away and think about your actual feelings that are coming from inside. Because I feel like when we're feeling like we're strong and independent, that comes from the media, that comes from people outside telling us what we should be. But when you look inside and look at what your body is naturally telling you that you want, that will help you speed up the process because that's your body knows what is best for you right that's what your body is naturally calling out for and so when you listen to those internal feelings that are saying do you know what i am lonely do you know what i am comp um i do need companionship do you know what i want somebody else in my life because it does make me feel more fulfilled and that's not a bad thing i feel like they should listen to that as opposed to external factors so broke genius i appreciate you you say for the feminine refugee fund i appreciate you brother. <laughs> all right um so yeah now you talked about the you talked about the media i do think that that's hyper accelerated in the black community with movies like waiting to excel uh color purple etc 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 um they they tend to focus on the negatives of traditionalism now um both of those women came or excuse me both of those movies came out before both of you women were born so you know you were kind of born into a post color purple world like you know this is this is the world they were they were feeding information and i know Jessica you're you're in england and you've probably never seen it but you know they, but you probably have your own similar versions but um they were feeding information to young ladies to work against traditionalism, to work against family and things like that since before you were born. I mean, it is very difficult. Uh, Melody, who was on earlier, she's probably having trouble with her phone. Uh, she doesn't watch TV at all. And that's probably, you know, why she has a different outcome. Um, but basically what's going on is um, the message of society is far different than nature. You know, like nature is telling you to do one thing while society is telling you to do another, but you are a part of society more than you are nature. You see more buildings than trees if you live in London, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
how would you get, because, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It seems as though what you, you ladies are tasked with, because you both have channels. Um, uh, yeah, Classic Ruby, come on up. Um, and today would be just like a woman who were born outside of the United States, pick me day. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Classic Ruby, she's from Canada. Uh, feel free to come up. So, um, I, you, you ladies have a tough road ahead of you is what I'm saying, because, you know, just so you know what you're working against, you're working against a lifetime of media telling you something different, um, as I'm pretty sure that you've experienced, uh, Chantel, as well as um, people who are affected by media telling you different. You know, they're telling you that this is what you should do. There's nothing better than an independent woman. And they will make shows and movies like, hey, look at these four women. For whatever reason, it's always four women. Look at these four single women setting it off. Look at these four single women waiting to exhale. Look at these four single women living single. Like, but it's, there's, there isn't a, or, or, or having sex in the city. Like there isn't never, you know, it, they're selling you on a bizarre fantasy. You had one, um, you had one video, Chantel, that talked about the fairy tale ending um, that they're selling. Um, so do you realize the gravity of what um, you're fighting against? Or did you come to realize it once you started the fight? I guess that's my question for both of you. For me, it was once I started the fight, because as I said, the first video that I got a lot of um, pushback on was that, um, you know, we need to learn how to love black men. I was not expecting so much hate because I was like, what is wrong with that? Like, you know, being innocent, being somebody who just wants to learn how to love black men and then to have so many black women to call me and pick me, say my self-esteem is low, say I don't love myself because I want to learn how to love black men. That was mind blowing. So I didn't realize, I mean, I knew that whole strong and independent was going around, but I thought that putting out these videos out here, um, it would have just have women saying, oh, you know, I never thought about this like that. Let's let's have healthy discussions, not these name-calling insults. Right. Uh, Jessica, you have anything to add? Um, not really, just a similar experience that you don't think that your message um, would get so much pushback. You don't expect that. But right, because you're helping in an area that they're having trouble with and that they're asking for help with. And this is the thing, you're truly giving out a message that if they followed it, they'd be happier. And I, I know you're not happy because of the way you're reacting to my message. If you were genuinely happy, you wouldn't react so um, hostile to what I'm saying. So I, I know you're not happy. I know you're upset. You might be angry at your situation, but... The message that I'm giving out, the message that Chantel was giving out is to help you move forward, to put you on that path to happiness. And it's like she made um, a really good point and I did browse through her channel and I see that she does a lot of stuff about the law of attraction. And when you're in that mindset where you are hostile, you are angry, you are bitter, that's what you're going to attract. And she's given out a message where you can elevate your mindset. And if you elevate your mindset, you elevate what you produce and your results. And I feel that's what she's trying to say, you know, change your mindset, the results change and you're happier for it. Okay, okay. Um, thank you. 
what I want to say. Um, Classic Ruby mentioned. Oh no, I wanted to talk about um, your your fairy tale, your Disney um, video that you did, Chanel. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna give you some pushback on that. <laughs> I want the Disney movie. I wish that women actually thought like the Disney movie because it's not when when you look at the Disney movies, it's like the women are waiting for you know the proper men, but they are being feminine and waiting for the proper men. Mm-hmm. You know, these women weren't out you know, the older Disney ones. You know, now they have like Frost and Milan and stuff like that. And what was oh, the one with the black one? Um, Princess and the Frog. Yeah, Princess and the Frog. So now, now we have these, you know, and the one with red hair. So now we have like these action women with swords and stuff like that. Mm. I don't want that. I don't want the Wakanda chicks. I, I want the women who just sit in the tower, growing her hair, waiting for the guy to come up and climb her hair. That's, uh, I, I, you know, I, I want that. I, I want the ones that, you know, just want to just lie down so pretty that she could pull a prince in her sleep type. You know, I want the ones that are in the cellar, like, nah, I gotta get to this ball. I gotta, I gotta get that prince, you know. I know how to cook, clean, and I look good in the glass slipper. Yeah. We we want those, you know. So that's in the, that's an interesting perspective I never thought of. And I, I can see why, but unfortunately a lot of a lot of these um modern women aren't those, but they're still waiting, they're still wanting prince charming demanding prince charming but they're not what prince charming wants exactly we want you to wait in a tower and grow your hair and and look in the mirror and stuff that's 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 what we want that's that's who the women with prince charming are stop leading with your dog grooming business and you know start leading with your self-grooming business like that's that's what we're really looking for uh melody your phone working a little bit but um i'm gonna ask before it, it goes out again Okay. All right. So another question to you is, do you being submissive affect your personal life? Like, are your friends and family feminist? Um, I have some friends who are. Um, well, backstory, I, um, most of my friends are in Florida. I moved to Dallas last year, so I don't really have a lot of friends here that I would see in person. So most of them I would communicate um, you know, social media or over the phone. I have some friends who are very um, independent. I don't need a man for anything, but I, I also have some friends who are um, married, still working, but will still come home and do the traditional stuff. So um, in terms of um, pushback in my personal life, I didn't. I actually, my aunt who I um, basically raised me, in doing these videos, she was watching these videos and she took a step back and started doing the work in her marriage. And she mm-hmm. has shared her stories with me how her marriage did a full one, 180 um, just by her leaning in her feminine energy. Um, so I didn't get negativity from, from family and from friends. I just refrained from talking about it f- with the ones who are feminists. Okay. All right, that's cool. And then um, my next question is, what's your take on swirling? Like, do you think black women are starting to swirl because they are tired of men leaving them to go with more feminine it's funny women? You ask. I, um, so say that if, if I think black men are swirling. No, do you think black women are swirling because they feel like the black men are are Basically, they're going tit for tat with the black men who's dating outside of their race. 
It's funny because I have a um I have a live with Danika tonight about that whole swirling and divesting. I think um black some no not all of course not everybody who dates all is coming from this place but um a lot of women a lot of black women who act as though oh i i have a non-black man i hit the jackpot i you know i accomplished something great they're doing it from a place of hurt and instead of stepping back and looking in the mirror asking why wasn't and, and i hate to say it like this because you know we're all good enough but instead of asking um why wasn't i good enough for the man to choose me why would he choose to to date someone else instead of doing the inner work we just as a group as a culture blame men for um for dating out and i know i hate to always be bringing up his name but kevin did mention that in one of his live that it's oh she she left i hope she can still hear me um kevin had mentioned that in one of his life that it's not your it's not your skin color it's their attitude and a lot of a lot of women are just not open to look in the mirror and say okay how did i contribute to this mm -hmm. i i i agree there and i think um like you said they're not looking inside to think why are these men choosing somebody else mm -hmm. and then i think a lot of it like you said they're hurt they're hurt that black men are dating out but they're not sitting sitting back and saying well why are they dating out and then mm -hmm. because it hurts them that black men have dated out they think okay i'm gonna date out and then hopefully the black man is gonna feel just as hurt as i feel when he dates out so it's like a mm -hmm. tit for tat mentality mm -hmm. i agree yeah, and you it's and it's part of the teaching, like uh, Chanel was saying earlier, or Chantel was Thanks, saying Chantel. earlier, that um, that you were taught not to love a man more than he loves you. But what if the man was taught that too? Then basically, mm -hmm. each relationship is is really just a competition of who can love the other person the least, which is is destined to fail. And you know what what swirling, as Melanie described it, um, was uh, Melody, excuse me, described it was is um, two parties and who can make the other one angry the most. Mm -hmm. um, now, don't get me wrong, I don't have any problem, and I think most guys don't really have any problem with just legitimate, natural, um, interracial dating um, at all. You know, just because parents did that, so it's not really. It's not really a major issue. My cousin, I have cousins who are with, you know, guys who aren't black, um, both, and I have male cousins who are with uh, women who are not black. It's not really a big thing because it's done out of love or, or interest in that person and in that individual, not really hate for, you know, women or men in their group. I think that, you know, as you were saying that once it becomes an issue, like I want to show this person up, it's, it's really bad, especially when the women do it because, Women, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to aggressively seek men. You're the ones who are supposed to be in the tower. So when a guy sees that you're reading a book on how to get at white guys, what does your value become to white guys? Like, you know, you I know you I know it's hurting us, I I guess, if you think that way, but you're 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 kind of humiliating yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, not when it's done naturally, but, you know, a guy sees you and, you know, likes what he sees and asks for your number. That's one thing, but he sees you reading a book on how to attract them. That's a whole nother thing. That's, you know, you're coming off kind of thirsty. 
and it's coming from a place of it's coming from a place of hurt because it's what is that relationship like then because if you are with this man only because you do not like black men it's not because you are attracted to him or it's not because you know he met you and you're like hey why not but you intentionally seek out a man that was not black what's the relationship like yes exactly i mean because you're 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 basically turning hatred for one group into love for another yeah um i don't see that sustaining i mean or if it's sustaining just based on hate like you know like you mm -hmm. tolerate the fact that he farts when he sleeps because you really hate these guys here then hey go for it you know but um i wouldn't recommend it okay so i'm gonna read this and then i'm gonna get to i'm gonna get to ruby uh, we date out because we choose to, SYSBM. Well, okay, here's the thing. Um, and this this applies to you too, um, Trey, and, and many other SYSBM dudes. And not that I'm against y'all, because I understand y'all, but um, I don't take y'all entirely seriously. Um, and the reason is, is because I know as well as you know, um, as well as you individually knows, um, because you're with a, you're with a black Dominican woman, um, is that, when you're faced with a black pick me, you're not going to say no, period. You're not. Now, that's not necessarily true for a female swirler, but I mean, that is true for a man who's who's a little disgruntled about the dominant culture of black women. When you come across one who is legitimately outside of that culture and that pick me is in front of you, you're not going to say no. What you're going to do when you can't say no? You know, like, you, you you're not so that that kind of ends that that. oh yeah that took a, that took a minute but I got it <laughs> Maya yeah yeah who is also dang that was a waste she married herself that was a waste oh she did yeah she married herself recently I think she just turned forty or something and um that's a waste but that's what that thinking breeds that's you know that's um, this culture is not good there's no reason that a woman like maya because i've seen her at howard homecoming and she she has booty in a in addition to being like a petite woman you know and she has those almond eyes that i like but um but yeah she she married herself recently so that's that's what the culture would do to a person so so ruby ruby you know what i want to hear <laughs> baggage Thank you, you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. That is my <laughs> favorite word in an accent. Baggage. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I still don't hear it. But um, <laughs> you know what? Maya had to marry herself because the one time I met her, she was a raging, raging witch. Like she has the worst, nastiest attitude. Um, I heard it was, that. Yeah, I, it was like 20 years ago. But yeah, nastiest attitude I've ever seen on a star ever. Um, so that's probably why. But um. I wanted to ask a couple questions because I'm Jamaican Canadian. Um, and so a lot of the differences that I've noticed, people always kind of put it down to culture. Um, but then, you know, you said some things that are a little different than me. So I wanted to ask you kind of a two part question and you might have answered it. I'm sorry, I got here late. Um, the first part is I wanted to know if your attitude towards, you know, dating, changing your role in a relationship changed at all after you got to America. Um, no, it was the same. It was the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then did you notice a difference between 
I don't know, I guess maybe the attitudes or the way that men were in America versus the way they were in Jamaica. I'm, it's funny you said that because when I was the 26-year-old self, I always knew that if I was still in Jamaica, I would have been able to, I would have been married mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and I guess it goes back to, you know, be, as I mentioned earlier, being a third world country, we kind of need each other for the bills. So we do mm-hmm. depend on each other more as opposed to being in the States. Um, so it's the, I don't think it's the attitude men have towards me, but it's the attitude I have towards men. If I was in Jamaica, I would definitely not be having be so, as successful in my personal trainer career as I am here in the States. So right. um, I would have probably needed a man more. Mm-hmm. So I would have I wouldn't have been um, leading with my independence as much as I was when I was in the state. Right. OK, because like one thing I noticed, for example, so. Um, and this might be a Canadian thing. That's why I was never really, you're never really sure when you're talking to people from a completely different country and culture, but like men here, and this is just men, whether you're dating them or not, if you are a woman and you're with a group of people and there's men, the eldest men inside that group tend to like say, pick up lunch for everybody. Like they're the ones who pay for things. They don't want women or the younger people paying for them. Like it's just a natural thing that they do. Um, and then I'll have discussions in this space and people are like, oh, that's crazy. I'm not paying for some woman I'm not with or that I'm not married to or whatever. And so I don't know, I guess to me, I've always felt that kind of almost paternalistic or protector kind of thing from all of the men. And our, our black culture in Canada is predominantly West Indian and Jamaican. So it's just kind of was always something that put me in that place with men. So it was always different for me. Do you think it's the culture or the generation, though? You know what? Probably a little bit. I mean, as, and I'll say this, first generation, so people who are either born in Jamaica or like me who are first generation are different than people who are third generation. They're much further removed from what I thought was just the Jamaican culture and the, you know, kind of the ideals. Like, women just serve the men. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. what we do when there's a family dinner. Make sure all the men are served, you make sure all the elders are served, and then you feed yourself. That's just Mm -hmm. a normal thing to do. Just like for the men, it's a normal thing to pay. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of trained up in what your role is from an early age. Whereas in these third and fourth generation people, I think they want to be more westernized. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm only taking care of, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think the younger they get and the further away they get from having been born in Jamaica, the, mm-hmm. you see a difference there. Okay. Cause I have that same experience, like going out with older guys, like my uncles, for example, you know, if, we, if all my friends were out and we're, we're out with an older Jama- Jamaican guy. Um, he would take up the tab as opposed to the younger ones. You know, he's only paying for who he came with or himself. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes okay. sense. So Trey says, uh, nah, bro, she's white Dominican. No American pick me over here. Um, Los Cientos. Okay. I don't know what the last word is, um, but um, okay. Then that's more for other brothers. I mean, I'm not with a, I'm not with an American pick me either, but you know, that's, um, that's more for the brothers who, who want that, you know? Let, let me ask a question. Um, men, such as yourself and, and Trey, um, do you guys feel there's any hope for um, for American black women 
Um, I think my generation is pretty much done as a Gen X. I, I think that we we just kind of um, seen our parents go through divorce, the, the boomers go through divorce generation and everything. And we just like, okay, I don't know what to do, but I know what not to do. Um, mm -hmm. I think that there's hope in future generations, absolutely. Um, but um, no, I think my generation is, you know, it's it's pretty much lost. Now, um, to Trey's point, there are more men seeking pygmies than there are pygmies. So I get why some brothers would have to would have to just exit. Uh, it's no shade. I mean, you know, find it where you can get it by all means. I mean, like if there's countries where the men aren't, you know, ready to pick up the bill and the and uh, the women are ready to cook the food, then by all means, you know. Um, but yeah, until until we get back in balance, we're we're gonna have to you know do creative things. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't waste my time here if I didn't think that there was um, that there was any hope. Okay. You know, so yeah, there's there's definitely hope. So um, I think this is Zone that was asking um, on behalf of Jerome, but um, a lot of guys were asking uh, if you had a boyfriend for obvious oh. reasons. They were asking, and um, you said that you were you were dating, but it's not really on a um, put it on the you know, application, emergency contact form yet. So is that the answer you want to stick with? Um, and I, I mean, I get that, especially with, um, after the live with Danica, I got so many questions, so many DMs. Um, right. I choose not, because I'm not married. So I choose not to put my, um, relationship information out there because not, because anything can happen and especially getting so much backlash and so much hate, um, putting my relationship status out there and then it happens to change. Just imagine what these girls, young women would do. So I choose not to um, to talk about my relationship status. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that makes sense because yeah. Yeah. For obvious reasons. So hopefully that's the answer that you guys were seeking. I don't know, but yeah. Um, but that, that just goes to show that, you know, um, pick me's are appreciated. Um, and um, by men, um, even though there are some of the mindset of, you know, I'm not going to pay the bill, the 50 cent, you can't get a dollar out of me uh, situation, you know. But um, to Ruby, I did hear that. I did hear that. My friend's uh, ex-girl, she she worked for a radio station, and that was the first thing she said about Maya. Now, I, I as a guy, is going to notice other things, but that was the first thing she said, that she she was a B. You know, she yeah. was she was a chip, like more than a little bit. I thought it was not not envy, but apparently it's uh that's just what people notice about her. Um, yeah. The only the only time I seen her in real life was at the Howard Homecoming thing, and um, yeah, that was around the same time. So we saw her at the mall. Um, and we're all excited because, oh, my God, she's at, you know, this mall in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Like, oh, it's Maya. Yeah, no, that didn't go well. No, so she's not at all. She's a Canadian mall. So, yeah. yeah. So, ladies, you know, no matter how rich and no matter how rich and pretty you are, you're not above having a decent personality. But and see so, now. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's so sad that these women would much rather marry themselves than to actually take a look <laughs> in the mirror and learn what these men want or become a pick me. Okay, exactly. sure. on to the term pick me, because you know I do not embrace that title. Um, so 
I have a question because, see, the term pick me would indicate that you are making these internal and external changes about your behavior and your beliefs and, and what you do all to just please a man or get a man. I'm targeting that man. He says he wants this. I'll go pretend to be this to get that man. I mean, that's basically a pick me. Whereas in, you know, it sounds to me like when you were talking about the change that you made, you made an internal change overall, not just to target a man to get a man, but you just realized you needed to overall change you. So I, I guess that would be my question is, you know, did you make a changes that were just directed towards getting a man? Or did you make changes overall about, you know, your attitude towards life and people in general? Yeah, I made changes with everything. Um, learning the law of attraction and knowing that I control my life based on my thoughts, you know, um, you attract who and what you are. But then I saw that my relationship patterns were still the same, even though I was becoming the best version of myself. So I used my channel to focus more on dating, but it's not, I wasn't changing my life just to get a man. I wanted to become the best version of myself. And it just so right. happened that um, that was included. Do you know what, okay. just not to jump in there, but I think even if somebody didn't make those changes in themselves, to get a man i don't even think that's a bad thing i mean we make changes and improve ourselves to get jobs we make changes and improve ourselves to get many things in life and things that we know are going to benefit us so um we get educated to get a certain job because we know it's going to benefit us and if you're making improvements in your lifestyle to get a man I don't think that's a bad thing. He's going to benefit you. You're going to be happier in the long run. So um, even if people want to define a pick me by, by that um, definition, even then I still don't think it's a bad thing. Okay, here's why I think it's a bad thing. Because if I am losing weight and taking care of my skin and my hair and, and how I put myself together just to get a man, then once you've attained that goal, you stop doing those things because your end goal was getting a man. You got a man, you can stop doing all those things, right? And this is where people get bamboozled, right? They think they married someone who's a fitness junkie who likes to take care of themselves and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as, you know, they signed on the dotted line, they let themselves go. Well, it's because those changes weren't deeper and internal and about being the best version of themselves that they can be. It was all to basically hook a man, right? Put, put the worm on the hook, that's it. Um, and so that's where my issue comes with the terminology. I mean, because I think there is a difference between women who are being the best version of themselves that they can be and taking care of themselves because they care about themselves and you know, learning life skills 101 because they don't wanna live in filth and they wanna be able to cook and blah, blah, blah. And you know, that, gives a benefit to the man, there's a difference between doing that versus playing at all those things for one single goal on the surface. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get you, but here's the thing. Let's take it back to the job example, okay? So for the first month in that job, you're performing to a certain standard. And then because you've got the job and you feel secure now, you stop doing what the role requirements are for that job. Common sense tells you, 
you're going to end up losing your job. And so I feel like a woman knows that if she had to make those changes to get a man, she's wise enough to know that she has to maintain those changes in order to keep a man. So it's not something that you just do in a short term and then give up. That means your mindset never really changed in the first place. The exactly. mindset has to be a lifestyle change. Exactly. And if I may add, um, I talk about the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself. If you are always, if you're obsessed with that pursuit, if you're obsessed with, because we're always growing as humans, we're always growing. So you'll never become the best version. So if you're obsessed with, with, the pursuit of of learning how to love my man in in the dating stage in the the engagement stage in the marriage stage it's always something more to learn so you, so you should never be comfortable coming from a place of deceit like you know let me just lose this 20 pounds until i find a man and then i can gain it back that's not mm -hmm. the true path of becoming your best virgin mm -hmm. right and I guess that's that's ultimately what I'm saying. Um, and, and I'm not saying it to be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be a, a woman who likes to take care of her man and likes to cook and clean and likes that your man's attracted to you. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a difference between that being an internal intrinsic factor about you because you've made internal changes within yourself and someone who's putting on a show to impress the men, to get male validation and attention, to hook a man. That's what I'm saying. And I do think there's a difference between those two kinds of women. And I do think that the woman who's just putting on a show, uh, yeah, sure, she's a, eventually she's going to lose the man. But let's be real. A lot of people know a lot of people who got into that situation, both men and women, where they signed on the dotted line. And then within six months, they don't even recognize their spouse anymore because that person let themselves go because they only did it to get themselves to this place. I got a man, I got a ring on my finger, I got the beautiful wedding, there you go. Now he's stuck with me. And people mm -hmm. do that. I yeah. Think you got it, Jessica. I was just going to say um, a relationship is a commitment, right? And a commitment is something that's long-term and basically everlasting. And so you have to look at those changes that you're making as commitments as well so if you're going to um like you say lose weight in order to get a man that's something that you have to maintain it's a commitment you maintain that it's not something that you let go and if a woman does do that then um she her mindset wasn't in the truly in the right place anyway because she's not looking to actually satisfy the man long term she's just looking to get him and satisfy herself it has to be mutual you know if you want that satisfaction in a relationship you want the man well you have to satisfy him it's something that's mutual you both do it and so um if a woman is doing that and she's saying i'm just going to make these changes in order to get him and then i'm going to stop again her mind isn't in the right place mm -hmm. And that's why if you're if you do have that mindset, you're going to find that you're going to find it hard to have long term commitment and you're going to wonder why as well. And it's because you're not maintaining who you came into that relationship as. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, so what you were describing and one of uh, somebody super chatted me a question on that, Ruby, um, and that's what we would be, that's what I would consider a fake pick me. Because she is pretending to have a certain mindset in order to attract a mate. Um, he was asking for advice on how to see, 
how to quickly see, you know, the real from the fake. But yeah, those exist. And I mean, I wouldn't really classify those as, you know, pick me. Those are more, you know, just pretenders. Um, but there, there are other benefits. I mean, we not only want to have healthy arm candy um, as men, we also want to have healthy children. I mean, you know, if mm-hmm. you're, you're the child's cook, you know, I mean, like if the child's cook is uh, 250 pounds, then like, what is she going to feed my children? Like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we look at that long-term thinking men look at that. So, right. you know, it's, it's important to not only do that, sustain it, like, it's like, you know, great, you know, and we understand, at least I do that, you know, babies happen and, you know, things change. Um, you know, it's a small price to pay for the child itself, but we understand that. But, you know, we want you to have a healthy lifestyle and to teach those habits to our children and, mm-hmm. you know, and continue the pattern. Right. No, I just think it comes down to the just the definitions, right? To me, everything that you describe as a pick me, I just describe that as a good woman, I guess. Right. So, you know, and then I describe the pick me's as what you would say is a fake pick me. So, well, well, the the thing is, we don't have the um, we didn't make up the term. You know, the term was uh, made as a pejorative against women like yourself, Jessica, Melody and, and Chantel. It was made to shame them from being what you what you defined as a good woman. It was meant to shame them as that. So the definition, of course, is going to reflect that. I want to take that definition and make it into a positive so they won't have this pejorative to use against women who are, you know, um, more or less good women. Mm-mm. Okay, that's for you. you know, we're gonna have to have that discussion one day. I know we're totally getting off topic. I didn't mean to derail no, anything. No, no, picking is a topic. So you know, you're you're on point, and it's and it's good that you're getting all these different definitions because that's what they're trying to use it. Believe, I mean, trust me, that term is used to shame women. You know, uh, Chantel's got it. Jessica's definitely gotten it, um, especially her being um, British and mixed. You know, I mean, and Melody's got it, and even though she's not a content creator, so. You know, it's it's definitely used to shame women into a certain behavior that men, quite frankly, find repulsive. Um, you well, know, see, we, I guess the way I've always good. seen it, because they use it against me, too, amongst Mammy and all the other ones. Um, but the way I've always seen it is basically what they're doing is they're saying that my behavior and who I am and how I treat my husband and men in general has to be fake and put on just for male attention because there's no way that could be real. And so the way I've always seen it is I'm fighting against it a little bit of a different way to say, of course it can be real, but it starts within yourself. It doesn't start within first finding a good man or whatever. You know, I love that Chantel brought that up, that it starts within you. You have to make a decision that you need to change you. And then that might not be enough. You might need to now change patterns, the patterns of behavior that you engage in and get to the root of those and figure out why it is that you've been engaging in that. Is it modeling? Is it insecurity? Whatever it is. So, you know, I think we ultimately support the same point that happens with you and me a lot, GC. It's just... Mm -hmm. The, the ultimate, the terminology and how we're going at it is a little different. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it's meant to be confusing, you know, mm-hmm. like just like the term feminism and things, these are very fluid words. And, you know, so um, the definition can be altered depending on how it's used. But um, no matter what, I want it to have a positive because women, women, um, what you say is good women, there shouldn't be a negative connotation of that. 
um, period. And anything, if they want to call it Mammy next year, then, you know, I'm going to embrace Mammies because no matter what, I'm going to embrace a certain behavior from women. You know, you could call it whatever you want. I want it and I don't want you is going to be the bottom line of the discussion. And you know, that's what Kevin was saying. Like, look, you know, I mean, you, you're just not wanted. You know, I mean, if you're not, if you're not fucking pick me, you're not fucking shit. You know, so that's like, I mean, no matter what you want to call these women or, or shame them or, or do whatever, women like yourself, I mean, your husband's not complaining. So, you know, it's, yeah, that's, that's what it's, <laughs> In the end, that's what it's going to come down to, you know. Um, and as far as them thinking that it must be fake, you see, that's because they um, are confusing masculinity with femininity. So, um, yeah, they think that their behavior is a natural way to be feminine and um, that they're being real women by behaving this way. And the way that their grandparents, our grandmothers and great grandmothers, et cetera, et cetera, behaved was faked. But no, I mean, truth be told, it's more closer to the natural than anything. You know, uh, what Jessica was saying is closer to um, their instincts, I think you were saying, you know, or their human nature. Yeah. You know, yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are some women who almost do have to learn how to be a pick me. And I, I don't hold that against a woman if she does have to learn how to how to be that because a lot of women are growing up in environments where the femininity is almost taken out of them. So you're indoctrinated almost from a young age, depending on your environment and your family, you're indoctrinated to act and behave a certain way. And so women have to unlearn those traits, which means learn to embrace the natural and the feminine again. And, you know, they, they have to train and work at that. And so even if a woman is um, going against what she usually does and she has to learn it, I don't see it as a bad thing. It's not always their fault because I feel like usually that happens at a stage where they don't have a choice in how they've been brought up. They've been brought up in a certain environment and they are what they are. And if anything, it's it's um, you have to commend them for realising, do you know what, this isn't the way I need to be and I'm going to make changes in my life. So even if a woman is, you know, having to learn how to be a pick me and it's not something that necessarily is easy for her or natural, um, I still commend her for it because she's making the necessary changes. Okay. Um, the, the Haitian says, um, black women say they want black men to do better. Why? Uh, so they can do better for the benefits of black women, right? But there's pushback when it's black women doing it for the benefit of black men. Absolutely. Shout out to Jessica X. Uh, you're the real MVP. Okay. Appreciate you, Haitian. Okay. Can I answer? Um, uh, because yeah, yeah. I, I don't speak for those women. Um, who think that men should be dictating their whole entire lives around making women happy um, at all. So when I encourage black men to, you know, to succeed and to achieve and to, you know, build their lives and their dreams and to build themselves, it's not in the benefit of black women. I think just like women need to work on themselves, um, I think men need to work on themselves, especially if they're in a place where they're stuck and they don't know how to get out of that. 
Um, so because ultimately at the end of the day, yeah, eventually you're going to find the right person. It would be great if you're at the right place that you are already a husband and you find that woman and it'd be great if she's already a wife. So that way y'all could come together and build your legacy now together. Um, so I understand what you're saying, but again, I'm not those women and I don't answer for them because I don't think like them and I don't preach their message. Put it that way. So Zeno says, um, when my girl does uh, right, she's rewarded with the macaroni mixer, uh, 3000. <laughs> oh, y'all know what that is? I don't know what it is. So if there's a machine that mixes macaroni? Oh, okay. It's a joke. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought it was a real device, but yeah, I, I just stir it. But I don't eat macaroni that often. Um, Stoic, what's on your mind? Uh, yes, uh, piece of the panel, uh, game changer, Jessica. Mm -hmm. um, Ruby and uh, Chantel. Hello. Yes, I've just I've just one question for uh, Chantel. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, my parents are Jamaican too, uh, and I, I know about a lot a lot about the culture. And I was wanted to ask you, in your opinion, which culture, American culture or Jamaican culture? produces the most feminine woman? I would say the Jamaican culture, um, only because, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we're a third world country, we need each other to pay the bills. Therefore, the washing, the cooking, cleaning, and taking care of a man is pushed in the household, as opposed to um, the American culture for black women. You know, we have our independence, we can have our own place. We really do not need a man for anything. So we do not know how to serve. We do not need to know or learn how to serve a man. So I would say you'll find more um, more feminine traits in a Jamaican household. Can I ask you a question about that? Because um, mm -hmm. I noticed, at least in, oh, in my experience visiting my family uh, in Jamaica, that it, it wasn't so like you know, I guess old school America where women do this and men do this and there's no cross in between. Like all the men know how to cook. All the men will sweep the front porch or whatever. Whoever's waking up first is sweeping the front porch or whoever's there is going to cook for the kids or whatever. And if you've got to stay at home matriarch of the family, then yeah, she'll do the cooking or whatever. And the men will do the hard work, but the little girls will go out into the cane fields with their uh, daddy or whoever to cut things down. So I found like, it wasn't as divided, but somehow people still kind of knew their role within the marriage anyway. Uh, did you see that at all? Or was your experience different? Because I guess yeah. different areas could be different. No, definitely. And it's funny you say because all Jamaican men can cook and cook cook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's funny. So I think it's it's more of a um it's more for a roommate sense. Like okay, I'm living with you because you know we have this one house, and it makes no sense for us to to separate and go go be in our, our separate place. Though um I think yeah the roles are shared, but typically you'll find the um though the man can cook, you know it's a woman's expectation to to cook and wash and clean and all those things. Mm, okay. Uh, hello. So there's set gender roles in a in a Jamaican household, um, at least the part that you're from, Chantel. Um, say that again. So the part of Jamaica that your family is from, there there's set gender roles, as far as um, how the chores are divided. Because there was in my house, 
um and and, like, and, like set as 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 ruby just said like there men would get up and clean and the women are expected to go out and work as hard as the men so it's not like a mm-hmm. set set traditional roles it's just more like hey we're living together so um carry your carry your load so because because in my grandpa's house um we could not we meaning the boys uh couldn't make our own food at all like not even our own peanut butter sandwiches um and we we didn't do any of the kitchen we and and the girls subsequently um because like you my cousin who was my age she she stirred the kool-aid like i couldn't make the kool-aid and and i wanted to make it because i I would put more sugar in it if i made it but you know she and she made the sandwiches and stuff but we had to take out the trash and not just take out the trash, we had to put it in the back of a truck because we took it directly to the city dump. So it would be me and my cousins and we're in the back and we're we're taking the trash out the back of a truck and just dumping a bunch of garbage into the garbage. So the women never had to do that, you know, or sweep up the glass, the grass after my father mowed the lawn or nothing. They never had to do any of the outside work. So, you know, that's, that's how we just like divvied up the task. But, and it but, was nothing uh, like that. Go for it. It's no in a typical Jamaican household. Um, the woman you'll see them cooking and taking out the trash, and you'll see the man cooking and taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, it doesn't okay. change your like. There are set gender roles though. Like, it the man is the head of the household. You know what I mean. The woman is is supporting that. It like it what you do physically within the house. Your your tasks, your chores that are set to you don't define. A man's role or a woman's role within the relationship or the family doesn't change that so it's not as associated as it is in america but traditionally have traditionally they have i mean the roles have been really are set in stone as far as what men are supposed to do and what women are supposed to do that's not that's something that the modern world has tried not to be in my opinion um, it's defined is defined gender roles. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, the, my grandfather he's he's from a different time, you know, and mm-hmm. like I say, you know, things are different because we have to take the garbage directly to the city dump. I mean, I think if it was just a matter of taking trash to the outside trash, then yeah, the women would do it. But y'all don't want to go to the city dump, and and I don't want you there. I want you to come home smelling like garbage, like you've been to the city dump. That's that's madness. Yeah, I know Jessica. She didn't because they had houseboys and stuff. So, you know. Oh. No, GC, we only had a houseboy <laughs> over in Nigeria, not here. So just okay. when we went back over there. <laughs> you had a houseboy. Damn. No, it, it's, right? it's common there. It's common. <laughs> it's more common than you think. What, just you live, you, you live in Essex, right? So you got London, that London. Posh, that posh stuff. <laughs> I definitely couldn't afford a houseboy over here. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> they was all posh. They just like, you know, houseboy, I want some tea. Like, they just... <laughs> it did a little boy. And he rubbed feet too. It was, <laughs> when you told me that, Jessica, what? I was cracking up. Yeah. Wow. It's like, okay, so you'd, it's, but it's, again, the culture is different. So you'd get in. And for me, it was kind of uncomfortable, right? Because you'd get in and he'd take your shoes off and they'd wash your feet. Oh. They'd wash your feet and dry your feet and stuff. And I think it's almost like, you know, if you have the money to, you almost want to live like 
a king or a queen. <clears throat> but for me, it was kind of uncomfortable, the thought of somebody taking my shoes off and washing my feet. So I, I asked him not to. But um, yeah, that was his job. He used to just do like odd jobs around the house. Um, yeah, things like things like that. And they had um, a house girl too. She would cook and she would clean. But then um, they would pay for his education. They'd pay for her education. They get they get treated well. Um, despite me saying that they wash feet, they get treated well because um, they're living in like a really beautiful house. Um, they're eating well, good conditions. He had like games and stuff. So they treated him well. But it's just a different culture. Now, so even with the house boy and house girl dynamic, um, they did seem to have like very specific gender roles. Like um, from what you were telling me before, his his duty was to the outside, um, outside of the feet, of course. But his duty was to the outside and hers was the cooking and stuff like that. So do you think that these values is something that they would later uh, take into their families? Um, I suppose so to a, cer- to a certain extent, but obviously for Shedra and that was the the houseboy right for him he's not going to take that back into his family but the philosophy behind it is that you're helping the culture but they they have to earn it but you're giving back to society because now he's going to have his education he's going to go to uni he's going to get a good job and he's going to make something of himself so that's the idea behind it for the woman um I didn't see her much because she was in like a different, like almost like a different quarters of the house. The house is really big. Um, mm-hmm. So she was almost in a different area. I didn't see her as much, but yeah. I think most, um, again, it's like Chantel and Ruby said, as a woman, you have to know how to cook. They teach you from early how to cook. So yeah, that's definitely something that's passed along. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of putting it out there. It, it does seem as though they're getting some family values from that. You know, like um, he's developing a work ethic, um, and you know, hopefully, subsequently, he's per um, a provider instinct where she is honing her domestic skills. And you know, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, maybe that works out for them later. You know. Well, um, you know what, though, because I think and I mean, I don't know, just from what I've noticed having conversations over the last four years. So like when I said I was the one who was physically rebuilding my upstairs in my house and laying floor and whatever. And some men were really not OK with that. Um, but it's because of America attaching the task to the head of the household. So if you're the man, then you do the physical tasks and you bring home the bacon and you do this and you do that. And if you're not the one doing that, then you're not the one who's wearing the pants. And it's associated that way. But for me in my brain, it's not associated that way. Like I do the tasks that I'm able to do, that I'm good at doing, that I'm available to do, right? My husband, same thing. And it doesn't change, though, the gender dynamic. It doesn't change his role within the family, within our relationship, as far as him being the head of the household and, you know, him having the final say. And what it doesn't change that. Like, it doesn't matter who's doing what tasks. Stuff needs to get done. You know, I'm good at doing it. And I'm available because he's at work, so I'm going to do it. You know, and, uh... and it doesn't threaten anything or change anything. 
Well, I'm with them on that line. Um, and I don't think a man should feel threatened because um, I really don't feel threatened by a woman with um, with uh, carpentry skills or anything like that um, or mechanic skills. Uh, I just don't want it. I, I would prefer that you don't do that. Um, and I don't need a reason. So and because you mentioned this before on my channel, um, you, mm -hmm. you 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 changed a tire. I don't want that crap. You know, I mean, you know, I just don't sit here with a flat or, you know, um, and wait for AAA, you know, like if my hands are broken or something, you know, like, I don't care. You're not you're not fixing it. And that's just the way I am. Like, I don't like I don't feel a man needs a, a reason to not want his woman changing the tires. Just a bad look. You know, I seen a dude like that. I seen a dude. Um, He was in the car and his chick was pushing it. I thought that that was weird. <laughs> You know, so he sat in the car and she pushed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's she, bad. Yeah, but. she wasn't a regular sized woman though. She 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 was bigger. It's like you okay, know. honey, get around the back. Go on, start pushing. Yeah, and he was staring. Like you know, I don't, I don't, you know, that's that's just not me. You know, um, and that's where stuff like that leads to. So, you know, hey, call me whatever you want to, but yeah, um, I would just as I would just as soon prefer that you didn't do it. I don't know. I unblocked a sink, and I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, See? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, like, and 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 I get what you're saying. I'm just saying because I, you're in a culture. You're born and raised in a culture from generations who are born and raised in this culture that attaches the tasks to the gender, and also attaches all of that to you know your ultimate role in the household, right? Whereas in, I didn't have that same connection right like my mom's like a oh a, a, she can't do nothing she can she just would prefer if anyone but her did it right yeah. and so she'll act broken so someone else can do it that's fine right you could be like that or you can be like me it doesn't ultimately change you know my traditionalist values as far as what my husband is to me and to my family and whatever like it just do you know what i mean it doesn't impact that for me no. Well, I, I get it with you because you mentioned before that you you grew up on some tomboy stuff. So I I get that. That's that's your thing, you know. Um, personally, I I like the more girly girl types. I, I like the ones who would because I can. There there's certain things I could cook. Like this year for Thanksgiving, I made my own banana pudding for the first time. You know, so there's certain yeah. things. You know, however, you know, I. Women should be of the mindset. I prefer women who are of the mindset that would rather do the cooking than than have me do it for myself. That's just that's just who I am, you know. I mean, but I get it. I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong, Ruby. You know, I'm just saying, you know, it's not for me. Your husband right. is fine with it, and y'all been married for quite some time. Exactly. You see, ain't for me either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changing the tire? Oh no, that's that's some that's some crap right there. No, like if he's there, he would want to change it, right? I mean, even though it's going to take him 17 times longer than it will take me. Um, but, you know, he would want to change it or he would rather call CAA. But in the case of me driving by myself and I've only got one call of CAA free left, um, you know, and there's still eight months left to go, I can change a tire and put a flat on. Like I've done it multiple times when I was younger. So it's not like a big deal to me, right? So, but if he was there, he would not have me pushing the car or changing the tire, right? Like, it's I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest um, because we have AAA and we get like three of them a year, and um, and I would call AAA, and um, if it was a woman who came in AAA, 
I would just take the hit and call another one. Like, I'm not going to sit in a car while a woman change a tire, even if that's her job. That's just, you know, mm. you know, but that's just me. I don't accept tickets from women police officers. You know, I just, you know. So even if it's not your woman. Okay. So like just overall, like, so then the question, you know, that I asked Chantel earlier about um, money. So if you were with like women and whatever, would you like, and I mean like women, you know, not like random strangers, but like, you know, sisters, cousins, whatever, would you want to pay that bill since you're the one there or like, no, everyone pays their own bill? I don't understand the question. Do you, Chantel? It's a trap, Chantel. Don't do it. Answer. No, it's it's for you. Is the question for me? No, it's questions for Game Changer. So oh, I bad. asked Chantel, well, you know, earlier, because I was saying something I noticed is that when um, I'm in the presence of men here, right, and mm -hmm. the eldest men in the group pay for everyone's dinner if we're all out together or pay for whatever we're going to. They don't want, you know, the women or the younger people paying. They mm -hmm. want to be taking care of people. So I guess I was wondering, what is your view on that? If you're with a group of younger oh, than you, you people and women, would you pay or everyone pays their own? I would. Um, that hasn't come up, but I would. Um, you know, or actually, no, that has come up. That has come up because I'm the oldest in my generation. So, uh, yeah, and I did. I do that okay. all the time. But um, and yeah, my father would do that. Um, and I don't remember if grandpa ever did that. Um, he probably did, and I just was too young to remember. But, um, but yeah, yeah, we did that. That's no, that's no problem. Now, um, there was a time, like in college, and we're all relatively the same age. Then you know nobody did that. Like you know nobody said you know oh you're nineteen and a half and you're nineteen so you pay. <laughs> you know? right. I mean, but no, no. Like reasonably, if you got a if you got a couple years on it and you know you're with family and stuff, yeah, you just pick up the, um, you just pick up the tab. Okay. Or I just take the tap. Yeah. Yeah. And then that goes for um that goes for drinks and stuff too. You see, things like this is not just limited to like people that you deal with on a romantic level. You know, it's um that's that's just that's just what you do. Mm -hmm. If you can. If you're going through hard times, then of course you act accordingly. But um but generally speaking, that's what you do. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so the Haitian says, uh, notice how the roles are shared or um, blurred till something goes bump in the middle of the night um, or or ditches to be dug, roads to be paved. Um, I don't see women up there building a um, hundred feet skyscrapers, um, nor do I want to. You know, and I know that they exist. Those 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 women with the with the butt cracks and the, and the overalls <laughs> and stuff like that and the tool belts. It's just not my type. It's like, don't. You know, just like Serena Williams. It's, I mean, don't be a muscle chick. And you talk about that on your um, on your channel, Chantel. You talk about how to um, get a figure. How did you wear to get a figure but not get masculine? Oh, oh those are old videos. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was looking through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how to build muscle without being too masculine or too yeah. muscular. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Feminine. Yeah, that feminine look. Yeah. Yeah, like Angela Bassett with the with the with the arms and the um and the stomach and stuff. You know, yeah. she's old, but she's just like you know, um. So yeah, like that. So yeah, I mean, that's what I like. I mean, you know, you on some tomboy thing, and you know, you you you're easy on the eyes. Um, um, uh, classic Ruby, 
Um, but you know, it's just why we we wouldn't be a compatible match. Like, <laughs> no, probably so, not. And but like not. Yeah. And if that's that's what you're supposed to look for, other than basics, and you look at other forms of compatibility, right? If I'm with a man who doesn't like that I do those things, like I, I dated once a guy for five years who didn't like that. He wanted me to be, you know, the the wallflower and the one with the limp wrists and whatnot. And so I did that because at the end of the day, right, I, whether he's my husband or I'm just dating him, to me, the man is ultimately, he's, like I said, he's got the final say because he's the head of this relationship. So if he doesn't want me doing it, then okay, I guess I'm not doing it. But at the same time, it was boring. And, you know, just to watch him sit there and struggle sometimes at some of these things where I could have helped, it would have been faster and easier. But nope, he didn't want to have it done. And, you know, to me, I think if we had ended up getting married, we probably would not be particularly happy together. Just, you know, he didn't he didn't need my set of skills. He needed someone else's. Yeah. Well, and, and to what Jessica said, um, Listen, I wouldn't even mind if you if you want to unclog a, a kitchen sink, a kitchen sink. Oh, no, I'm but, not doing the toilet. Oh, no. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. You are not doing the toilet. If, if we were together, you would not be doing the toilet under any, because it's disgusting. I don't even want to do it. But a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Because sometimes I have to snake it. You know what a snake is? No. A snake goes into the toilet. You got it. It goes all the way in, and then you turn the thing, and then you take it out, and that's when it's like deeply clogged, and that's disgusting. No, I had no choice because it was when we were um on the quarantine, mm -hmm. and so for me to call somebody out, it was like ten times the normal rate, and so I got my phone out, <laughs> watched a YouTube tutorial, and I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a go, and it worked. Yeah. It, it, it's okay a little bit, you know, like, like I said, I made my own banana pudding, you know, so it's, it's okay a little bit, but, but when you, when you out changing tires, you, you, you cross the line route. I mean, like, it's just, I installed the toilet. I installed the whole oh. bathroom and See, the whole that's kitchen. Disgusting. Yeah. Anything oh, with you in a toilet. I don't want to picture, <laughs> I don't want to picture women dealing in toilets in any, in, in any capacity at all. That's just. <laughs> Getting better on Ruby's time. She gets more handy each time. Yeah, I, I draw Look. the line at toilet work. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. Like I'm, I'm good. But what do you say about that, Chantel? Do you, do you, are you a toilet woman? Are you just like you know <laughs> toilet woman? Or do you get somebody in overall to take care of that? Like um, I mean, I, 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 as I mentioned before, I understand where Ruby is coming from because I was always the type where you know if I need something done, it's much faster, easier to get it done myself. But as I mentioned before, having so many life changes and being the one to make those make those decisions and then get the stuff done, I've learned how to um, outsource, for lack of a better word. So I am like your mom, Ruby, now in this point mm. in my life. If there's something that needs to be fixed, I am calling somebody. I'm sorry. Mm. That's actually You're a good point. A man. My I'm mom bad. was my mom yeah. was divorced or separated for a very long time, most of my life. So when my mom needed something done, guess who got to do it? Her only child. That was me. So that's probably why I became proficient in doing everything because yeah. I lived in her house and she just sees me as a kid. And again, Jamaican culture, kids just do whatever kids yeah. on hand does that job. <laughs> that's just what it yeah. is. Yeah. So <laughs> that's probably it. 
Okay, let's see. Um, let's not make exceptions to the rule. We're talking about the general rule. Um, Haitian, is that, are you talking more about, um, um, well, let me see your last one. Hold on, because oh, it's gone, but some time has passed since that one. But, um, oh, you're, you're, you're saying, oh, you're saying that Ruby's the exception. I remember your last one was about um, digging ditches and stuff. Yeah, they, they don't want to do the dirty work. And that's okay. I don't want them to do the dirty work because after that, they're dirty. Like, they... <laughs> You look like toilet after that. Like, I mean, I don't want to associate you with a toilet snake or a plunger. A plunger? That's disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Like, First of all, I didn't, to install the toilet, to be fair, because of my back, I couldn't lift the toilet. So he actually removed the old toilet and put the new one in. I'm the one who sealed the gasket and everything. But that's, that's not plunging a toilet. It's not like there's anything dirty with the brand new toilet. It's just being fair and I clean the old one regularly so it's so like I was you like cleaning the old food. toilet that's not hot well <laughs> women clean do you clean your bathroom or does your does your woman clean your bathroom? when you're in a relationship in a live-in relationship who cleans the house who cleans you the say, bathroom you, no you say you say uh old toilet that just sounds bad but no I mean no cleaning <laughs> it is one thing with the brush the brush is is cute it's feminine and stuff like that <laughs> But the plunger, the plunger, you you down there using money and there's uh, using muscle and there's bound to be some splashback. There's just bound to be some splashback. And no, that's that's, that's awful. You know why I learned to use a plunger? I learned how to use a plunger because one time, because I used to refuse to use anyone's toilet but my own. But one time I was I was uh, dating someone. I was like 19, and you know I used this toilet and I plugged it, and I was just. So humiliated. There was no way I was calling him in to plunge this. No way. So I had to figure out how to make that plunger work. Because so, <laughs> I, I could not stand the humiliation of calling this man. You know, it's like a new relationship within the first year and being like, um, okay, now come look at my business in the toilet and plunge it out. Like, no, that was oh, not going to happen. No. Oh, crap. Yeah, it's pretty humiliating. Just say. What do you so. eat? You need to be a, a pedestrian, <laughs> or what do you call it, Chantel? You need to be so, like, how are you blocking toilets? Like you're a truck driver. Like, what what do you eat? It happens. No, it was a it was oh, a basement God. toilet, and like they're like low flow, and like it was older toilet and whatever, so it wasn't that effective of a toilet. Let's put it that way. So okay. <laughs> Ike with the huge uh, super chat. Man, Ike, I, I greatly appreciate you, brother. Um, you say uh, for the houseboy fun. Hey, big Ike. Money well. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you, Ike. Man, I don't know what I would do. If, if I if I had, like, houseboy money, I don't know what I, I mean, I'd want to help. Houseboy. I would. Well, I mean, I, no, I, I, I want to help just like Jessica Sim, but it'll be mostly the yard. I don't want them on my feet. But, you know, yeah, he, I, I have a I have a young dude like you know pay for his school if he goes to private school and um you know in exchange for chores you know yeah I do that now you set the rules you set um you decide what you want them to do isn't it so you yeah. do whatever you're comfortable with yeah exactly and you know there's always a car to wash or you know just some general tasks that you know uh, lawns to mow and stuff like that yeah I'd, I'd have one you know like yeah, I say you know there used to be a neighborhood boy. He used to sweep the front of the house and just little things like that. Yeah. I only used yeah. to see him cleaning outside. So, like, he'd clean, like, the yard that's at the front of the house. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but other than that, I think the house girl did the other stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's more expensive, but um, there was a there was a Mexican kid that um that used to wash my car, you know, because he um he he asked me if if I had any cans or bottles, and I did because um you know I keep them until I get ready to go to the recycle plant, which I don't like to do, so they kind of pile up. So I gave him a bunch of them. And then, you know, he was real happy with it. And he said, if there's uh, anything you could ever do, I say, hey, if you want to make uh, some money, you could, you could wash my car, you know, and he did that until his family moved. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm for supporting like that, you know, teaching uh, work ethic to young people, because that's what, that's mm-hmm. what they did to me in the eighties. You know, I never had to rub anybody's feet, but, you know, <laughs> um, I did odd jobs for the building super. It, it does build character, you know, that and the Boy Scouts and stuff. So, but but yeah, I appreciate the um, I appreciate the large um, the large super chat. I appreciate you, bro. All right, and Zeno said, um, my girl cried when she couldn't park the car before um, I had to do it for her. <laughs> so she was young and she um, she didn't know how to drive yet. Is that what she's saying? But well, you know, I think like women are are bad at parking, isn't it? So. <laughs> You see it all the time, and the guy's like, "Oh, just, just get out. Let let me handle it." And he parks it for them perfectly. Just let me parallel park, and yeah. you change the tire, Ruby. Like, no, that's, <laughs> that's probably why you not. get so many flats. How you run out of AAA? Like, that's probably why you get so many flats a year because you don't know how to park. Your no, tire be on the it, curb. And stuff. No, no, no. What ends up happening, I'm so irresponsible. So what will happen is I'll be sitting in the car, like, and I'll go to my car during, like, my work break or something and read in my car and the light's on. And I'll forget the light's on when I leave. So I've had to get a boost a lot of times when I was younger. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. You mess your battery up like that. Yeah. A couple times I locked my keys inside the car. You know, old cars used to let you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, didn't have the warning system. Okay, I got you. I got you. So you became handy because it was always your thing, and you don't want to tell him that you that you're calling AAA all the time because you're locking keys and <laughs> worthless. Yes, and, and running a battery down. Now I see you're just trying to keep it a secret. You breaking toilets and you're just trying to cover up your own track. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, no, you know what? At the end of the day, and again, because it didn't bother him, but it came down to we could spend, you know, $40,000 redoing upstairs in our house, or we could pay just for materials because this is all something I can personally do. That's what it came down to. And, you know, I, I was okay with doing it. It gave me something to do because, you know, I'm a stay-at-home wife, no children. Um, so why not? No, I, I understand a woman having a craft. You know, um, even if that craft is traditionally male, I'm talking about stuff like changing attire. I'm talking about stuff like, you know, when no, when there's stuff to be done and I'm there to do it, you know, uh, I don't know. Because, I mean, really stuff like that, you know, it kind of falls into the protection category. You know, it, it, this is a this is a hazard and you're you're helping with this hazardous situation. You know, I don't know. It's there's certain things like you know, but like if a woman just so happens to um, have taken, have gotten an A in wood shop or something like that, that's one thing. But well, and I think Chantal kind of alluded to it a little bit. But like men, 
in like Jamaican culture, they could all cook. They could all throw down on something. And when they feel like making that thing, great. Um, but it's still ultimately like in a relationship tends to be the woman's responsibility to cook and clean. He might get up and clean something. He might get up and cook something, but it's like your role as a woman to make sure that the actual cooking and cleaning is done. Everyone's provided for with food and, you know, clothing and whatnot. Right. So it's like, there are some things that are optional, but then if you don't do them, well, it was never really your role to begin with. Like it, it's still going to ultimately fall on him. So it's like, you know, the outdoor, I've never really, except for when I was a kid, you know, I didn't really mow the lawn, for example, it's not really my thing. Or I used to, again, shovel the driveways up until, you know, I, I lived with my husband. Now he shovels the driveway. Like, so, you know, there are some things where, like, you know, for sure, yeah, he's going to do it, even if it wasn't a health issue or whatever, and vice versa, things I'm definitely going to do. Sometimes I'll help him out. I'll salt the walk, or sometimes he'll help me out. He'll cook dinner. But, you know, I do think that it does tend to fall to one or the other of us to make sure that that probably more traditionally male or traditionally, traditionally female role is taken care of by the woman or the man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I no, I get it. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I mean, I wasn't raised in, um, you know, because uh, remember, that was my grandfather's house. So after my parents divorced, um, you know, because it was such an economic impact to um, my father, he, he had to move back home. So between maybe like three and I'd say maybe like um, six or seven, <clears throat> I stayed with my grandparents um, or I stayed with my father who stayed with his parents. So um, that was a thing for a few years. And um, and that was more traditional. And that was the one where I, where it was, as I described, and, you know, we, we went to the dumpster and stuff like that. So um, but um, I don't think it's an American thing to have more traditionally defined gender roles because, you know, my father remarried and, you know, they um, and he moved out, you know, um, both the boys and the girls uh, wash dishes and stuff like that. So, you know, we were kind of coming out of traditionalism, but you see my father divorced um, twice. Mm -hmm. So I learned what worked and what didn't work. And apparently grandpa and grandma had the right idea um, where my father and mother didn't. So, you know, I seen that this new, this new thing that they tried last generation really didn't work. So I'm not, you know, and you only have to show me once like, like Hey, this, this, new idea isn't working. Let's go back to the old ways. And I just want more people to do that. I mean, you, you don't have to be so precise because what you're talking about with the kitchen um, is, is more on some, is more on some uh, interior decorating stuff, but, uh, but shoveling the snow, we don't have snow here. You know that, but I mean, I'm not going to, first of all, I'm not going to live in a place where it snows, but secondly, I'm not going to, um, uh, have a woman shovel snow in the driveway. You think that having her do stuff like that, she's not going to bring that masculine energy into the house after it snowed? Like, come on now, y'all delusional. If y'all if y'all think that, oh. I'm talking to the no. fellas. No, I'm, I'm but... talking to the fellas. But I'm, I'm saying y'all delusional. If y'all think y'all gonna have this chick, you know, who who um who's gonna shovel snow and then come home with her nails done to go down on you, you know. You you created that monster if you're doing that, in my opinion. Well, okay, maybe, maybe, and to be fair, right, different culture, right, I don't live in America, but for me, 
No. And you know what? If I did something hard, you know, he'll tend to rub my feet a little bit. And then, you know, then the massage goes up my calf and my thigh. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like one way or the other, right? My energy when I'm in my household with my man or in our car, like once I'm with him, right, I am his wife. Right. And so that deference and that respect and that he's my man, um, you know, the internal submission that my internal woman makes to him cannot be changed or moved by any particular chore or action that happens. He inspires that and brings that out of me every moment that I'm with him, even when I'm not with him, just being, you know, married to him that is inside of me. So nah, it, it doesn't nah. matter it, it what I do like, or what I don't do. No, it sounds like y'all backwards. It sounds like y'all backwards and you just saying that you traditional and wife and this, this, and this, and you wear the pants and he rubbed the feet. Is See, that's the thing. Wear the pants? <laughs> Me? <laughs> no, no, no. He's rubbing your feet while you got pants on Is is what I'm saying. Like everything you're saying is backwards. You're saying that you go out and shovel snow and then come home from a long day of uh, a snow shoveling and he rubs your feet. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I literally, I don't know. I'm trying not to be too uh, descriptive um, because, you know, I try to keep things a little, a little PG and whatever, but the whole thing, Again, I came and lay down, you know, you know, women do. We lie down, put our feet or our head on your lap and whatever. And, you know, he starts a little massage and that massage escalates and leads to a little something. Something is my point. Um, so, you know, in and of itself, right. And I, I'm not talking about shoveling snow because I don't shovel snow. I just said that. Uh, uh-huh. But I'm talking about like if I was, you know, cleaned all day. Oh, my God, the house is so sparkly or, you know, whatever. If he had a hard day, same thing. Our, our massages tend to lead to something. Um, you know, it's it doesn't change ultimately the fact that I what I had to work hard. It's not like cleaning and scrubbing every little corner is not hard. That doesn't change uh, a woman who does that. And is happy to do that for her man in her household. And yeah, she might be a little tired from having cleaned all day and whatever, but she's proud of herself for having accomplished that. You know, when he notices it, it makes her feel great inside and whatever. It doesn't change just because she had a hard day. If that's the way you are, if you are an internal submission to your man um, and you have that love and respect and deference for your man and that attraction to your man, how does you being tired or having worked hard change that? No, I just had a misconception. And there's different types of tired. Um, there's tired just because you have a um, a large set of small tasks. And then there's tired because, you know, um, you you did uh, um, resistance work. You, d- you did muscle, you know. It should be cardio, but you, you, you out shoveling snow. See, I misunderstood that scenario. But no, mm. if a woman is tired because her, her muscles ache, because she's been lifting something heavy all day, you know, or she's been, you know, like bricklaying or whatever, you know, that's 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 different than, you know, she just had a long day, you know, to keep the house immaculate. And, you know, now she's she's in the mood. You know, that's that's different. What you're describing is more in sync with what um, I feel that the traditional um, male dominant female submissive relationship should be. And that's what mm. this channel is about, as you know. Mm hmm. Um, to rebring that dynamic that worked for my grandparents um, and didn't work for my parents. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm all about. But I see I see where you're going with that. Uh, any thoughts on that, Chantel? I see where she's coming from. Let me turn on my camera. Hold on. 
Okay. I, I see. Where, I get where Ruby's coming from, and um, as I said, being that type that I would go out there. And earlier, as I said, like you know, leading with my independence, I would be the one shoveling the snow and um, doing all these things, fixing the toilet and stuff. But the desire that I want to be in my feminine energy. 99.9% of the time, like I want to allow a man to do all those masculine tasks and change attire and all those things. Um, and that's just personal, personal choice, personal reasoning. It's not one way fit all. It's whatever works for your relationship. But, you know, it's for myself and for people who want to be feminine all the time, I just stopped. I, um, I had a, 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 boyfriend who taught me how to change a tire just in case you know oh. i can't call triple a um but i don't need that skill anymore because i decided that um i'll sit in the car and wait for someone to come but again that's just personal preference and ladies if you get a fitness coach like hers somebody will come I'm like sorry, somebody if you if you get a personal trainer ladies then somebody will come Men do not let women with um, who's attracted. They they pull over. They pull over to help. They don't pull over if they see me changing a tire. But you know, but men will pull over um, when you're a woman and you look your best. Men will pull over to help. You don't have to wait long either. You know, you stand outside and a guy will help um, for free. You don't need um, all that all that stuff. And yeah, that's that's being in a femininity. So when you so the pre twenty six year or the twenty six year old you. Uh, you say would shovel the snow. Now, what type of energy did you bring back to the man who was, what was he doing while he was shoveling the snow? He was watching the game? What was he doing? Because <laughs> I mean, it snows in Dallas, don't it? Not literally shoveling snow because yeah, I don't do the snow either, you know, Florida or Jamaica. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, in terms of where I would not be okay with asking for help, not that he wouldn't help, but I was not okay with asking for the help. I was very, um, I got this and I need to show that I can do it on my own. Okay. Okay. Now, what did you do in the check situation at 26? In the, pardon me? Check. So you're you're out with a guy um, and a check come. How did you handle that? 26-year-old uh, you. Um, 26-year-old me would want to, to collect the check, want to pick up the check, um, mm -hmm. because I wanted to show him my independence and show him that I got it. And I, I shared a story on my um, my channel once how an ex came over and was like, um, let's go out to eat. He proposed that we go out to eat, but when the check came, I didn't eat because I wasn't hungry, but when the check came, he handed it over to me and said, hey, you pay. And I paid because I wanted to show him my independence. Um, so yeah, 26 year only wanted to show my independence and show that I didn't need a man for anything. So I was attracting those men who would make me pay for the bill, even though I didn't eat. So he invited you to pay for his food. Yes. It's not a good deal, ladies. It's 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 not. You know, then this new deal that that they came up with last generation, it's not a good one for for either party. You know, like he may think that you know that energy is going to resonate later. I'm pretty sure it did towards him, right? Like, I mean, you know, the relationship probably wasn't. The relationship was draining because 
the relationship was draining because deep down, as Jessica said, um, I wanted to be feminine. It was natural for me to want to be feminine. Um, it's not every woman because Ruby, Ruby likes changing the tires and she likes fixing her upstairs bathroom. So it's not every woman. But for me personally, on an individual level, I wanted to be feminine. And because I was society told me that lead with your independence, show a man that you don't need him. And um, thinking that to get a man, I would need to leave with my independence and pay his pay his bill. Um, it was draining for me. And it is. Mm. I, I often wonder, because I see what men get out of the New Deal. I could see why men would assume that this is a good idea because you're getting the same, from their point of view, you are going to get the same women that you got before. It's just that she provides more to the house, uh, uh, economically speaking. I don't. I never really seen how did they sell women on feminism. I don't. I don't get what what was the upsell for that. Um, I mean, I get you because you were. It was security. Um, I'm talking to you, Chantel. So I get that because you know your mother. Um, you know her situation, and um, you you just had it like as a backup, right? Um. Yeah. I think. I think they sold women because of um, freedom, they kind of painted, um, especially black women, that color purple storyline, um, mm -hmm. kind of promoting freedom. You don't need to, to depend on a man for anything. And that's why a lot of um, black women find it so hard to, to give up their independence because then that will require you to step out of the driver's seat and depend on a man. And that's terrifying the thought of depending on someone fully. So it's fear mongering that, that they sold you on that, that marriage is oppressive, you yes. know, like, yeah, marriage is oppressive and this is freedom from an oppressive thing where a guy kneels to you and give you jewelry. Like you want to be free from that awful, mm -hmm. awful oppressor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. You know, can I ask a question? Um, Let me just, let me I, just read it real quick. Oh, uh, sorry. Goodman said, Ruby, you are the type to wear lingerie um, with Timberland boots um, because uh, this is all. Okay, just kidding. Uh, that's, a, that's a visual. That is a visual. Um, I don't have Timberland boots, but I have about 700 million pairs in a variety of colors of Puma Ferrari cats. It's a very specific type of running shoe, and I love it. Um, okay. Yeah, um, so no, not Timberlands, but I wore the running shoes on my wedding day. So you can, you can oh, watch it on my website and see it. Yeah. Tim well, Timberlands are on your wedding day. Tim yeah. Pumas. I wore the Pumas on my wedding day. Yeah. Why'd you wear Pumas on your wedding day? Just in case you changed your mind at the last minute? Like no, 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 no. Um, well, because, because of my, my, my back and my health and whatever, right? Oh, Heels are not oh, right. super yeah. smart anyway. And I wanted red shoes. I wanted ruby red shoes. So, I you know, you. red's my thing. So, yeah. Red Pumas. They're classy you. looking. You can go to my website, classicruby.com, and if you scroll down a few posts, there's a picture of me in the shoes and whatever. Um, so you can see it. But uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, um, so because, you know, we're talking about society. Did your mom think that way as well? Like, did your mom give you that impression? Like, make sure, you, you know, this marriage is so oppressive and you don't need no man. Make sure you never have to. Or was it just kind of society? It was, it was a little of both, um, but as I shared earlier, I don't think my mom was doing it from a place of um, to jeopardize my relationships. It was just a place of protection. She had a pattern of attracting um, not so 
very masculine i don't want to use the word toxic but opposite toxic men um so, so to protect me she would say you know never love a man more than he loves you and make sure you get your education because then that's something you can fall back on if a man ever um was to to disrespect you or treat you um how you don't desire it mm, okay my mom told me the same thing well not all of it my mom did tell me always make sure you get a man who loves you more than you love him mm -hmm. um I don't know where that comes from, though, because the rest of it, my mom was very like, you know, you find a man to take care of you. That That's what life is all about. Right. You find a man, a good man to take care of you. That's, that was always my mom. But the whole make sure he loves you more than you love him thing that that was also very, very present in her and teaching. It, it was definitely it was definitely fair based because I'm not sure if you got the one that says um, never tell a man how much you make. Mm hmm. It's mm -hmm. always to, to keep a separate bank account and never and never and you know the 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 money under the mattress. Never let you know how much is under there. So it was definitely fair based. So just in case this man screw you over, you have a out. Mm. You know, my mom. I I do think there's some of that there. I think the biggest thing for my mom when we're talking about fear with the money and stuff was like. She wanted me to thrive and, you know, intellectually and, and make money and whatever. But it was like she always said that it would be a man doesn't want a woman who's smarter than him. A man doesn't want a woman who has more money than him and whatever. So it was like hide those things, um, you know, never let on too much. If you're smarter than the man you're with, never let him know that. Let him feel smarter than mm -hmm. you because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, you're going to lose a good man. That was kind of her approach. Oh, interesting. Did um, is in your experience, ladies, is that is that true? Because I'll tell you my experience. Um, when I was young, women always made more money than me, and that's because uh, young women are more employable than young men. Um, for example, they tend to get work in industries that's not readily available to us: the um, caregiver industry. Uh, child rearing industry, like, you know, um, working in daycares and stuff like that or work with foster children, uh, things that don't necessarily require um, education when you're young. And they also work in industries where you get tips. Um, and if you're young, especially if you're pretty, then you're just going to beat the young minimum wage uh, Burger King worker like myself out the water. So I just learned at that age to become very comfortable with women who, who made more than me. Um, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really trip because like, that's just the way it is. Like when you're young, you're washing the dishes and your girlfriend is the waitress and she gets tips and you don't like, that's, that's just how I kind of seen it. Now that changes, you know, after skills develop. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just assume that uh, guys would be comfortable with that. Cause like, what do you do when you make minimum wage? Like what do a guy do when he makes minimum wage? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that for me, at least both uh, things were true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, unlike, you know, I didn't really take my mom's advice so well. So I just let people see who I am and you're either going to take it or leave it. Um, when it came to money or status or something, as far as like in my job or something, it was almost like they thought like it was almost like they thought I was insulting them or look, I would look down on them for not being able to provide for me as much as I could provide for myself. 
right? So they could only afford, let's say, a vacation, a couple hours drive up north, whereas and I could afford to bring us to Jamaica. So even though I made no qualms about it, I wasn't upset about it, but it was almost like maybe someone that they had experienced in life had already done this to them. So they were already conditioned to feel like if they don't make more than me, then I'm not going to be satisfied with anything they can provide to me. Um, oh. And when it came to the intelligence thing, it was almost like they felt like I looked at them like they were stupid or just because they didn't know something I knew or whatever. So it, it was like that, again, not because I actually thought it, not because I ever treated them that way, but I think it's some conditioning from past relationships with family or women they've dated or something that tells them that. I get it. And I, yeah, so there is a level. There is a level to where it becomes extremely uncomfortable that I haven't experienced. But yeah, if a woman, um, say, had a private jet, um, that would be very uncomfortable for me. Um, mm. Not the jet itself, but just just knowing that, you know, that you 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 buy her first class tickets and she say, oh, no, we'll just take a jet that will be, that will be out there. And, you know, and then she takes you on a jet on a private jet to Nigeria and then a houseboy come out. I think that, you know, that would just really like pretty much show how how much you don't have. So, yeah, I, I think that there is a certain level to where that would just completely be awkward. And I mean, and I don't mind a woman who's smarter than me, but if she's out splitting atoms and, you know, she's just she's just talking with, you know, her friends at a dinner party about the cure to Corona. And I'm just sitting there like, um, OK, OK, mm. you know, so, yeah. So I, I, I see how on a certain on an extreme that would be uncomfortable for a guy but um i've never just i never dated in that extreme because it's extremely rare private jet people are extremely rare but yeah. then i also think it comes down to um as a masculine energy you want to provide you want to be the one that provides right um, and mm -hmm. if she makes more than you then i mean uh, as an example you know you guys are going on a staycation as opposed to you are able to fly him out to jamaica that kind of um kind of makes him feel like he's not masculine enough for the relationship right yeah yeah i could see that i i could see i could see that happening um i don't see it happening too often um and i it wouldn't mind if it if it was if it was a small amount because you know she could just keep that on her own like she you know mm -hmm. like like if a guy is 100k and she's 120 i don't you shouldn't really worry about that but you know like i say if she's like a whole zero uh, a whole figure ahead of him, then yeah, that that could cause problems. Well, I, I, uh, can I speak, or y'all gonna keep talking? Or? No, no. Let me oh. just read this. Let me just read okay, this. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, Ken Conjo said, uh, "Salute, brother, game changer. Just stopping through. Definitely uh, good to see um, this panel. Shout out to the ladies. Uh, classic Ruby slash Jessica, superb. And of course, he means you too, Chantel. He just didn't see your name because." Um, because I had a super chat up. Okay, um, what's on your mind, brother? Brother Ray? Uh, I, I would say this, you know, a man has to be secure within himself. Because mm -hmm. if a man is not secure within himself, um, things like money or lack thereof will shake him to the core. Meaning that if I know, I know, I know a person personally. His wife is a dean of a pharmacy school. Mm -hmm. He's a machinist. Mm -hmm. 
she was supposed to get paid like four hundred and seventy nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Now she took the seventy nine thousand and paid his salary. So he basically working for free. Well, yeah, he basically was working for free, but his wife is paying his salary. He's a machinist. She's a dean at a pharmacy school. But he's not worried about the money that she makes or what he don't make. Masculine, mas- being masculine has nothing to do with the money you make or the lack thereof. Femininity has nothing to do with your occupation. Because police, there are female police officers that are feminine to their husbands. Even though they go out and chase down and do whatever they do, they yeah. still come home to be feminine to their husbands. Now, an insecure man, a man who really don't know himself, something like that would probably intimidate. If, if, like Game Changer said, the one with the private jet, and you make 100K. Mm-hmm. A secure man would just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm the man in this relationship. She uh-huh. respects me as the man in this relationship. So the fact that she has money, this does not affect me as a man. So was, go ahead. OK, um, I agree with you. Um, perhaps the private jet shouldn't bother me the way it did. It wouldn't shake me to the core, nor would it be a deal breaker on the relationship. Um, however, under no circumstances am I just going to take the 70K and not work. Um, that's just I, that, I mean, this isn't a shot at your friend. That's just I, that's just not my character. You know, he works. I, he, works. He, he has a job at the same place that she works at. But she took part of her salary and applied it to his salary. So she hired him. No, 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 no. Just two different departments. She's a machinist. He's a machinist. Mm-hmm. In a on a totally different department. She's a she's a dean of a pharmacy school. I was at like a, a universe, like like a medical school. Mm-hmm. Where you surgeons, scientists, research scientists, um, um optometrists. So we had different uh medical schools. I mean different departments of medical schools. But she was she was a dean of the pharmacy school, which then to, in order the deal was to hire her husband and pay him. She'll get paid four hundred thousand, and the seventy nine thousand that she would have got paid, pay a salary. See, one now now you know a woman don't like a lazy man. Now I don't know you know, you know I I, I do know that a woman don't like a lazy man. Now he could have sat at the house and done nothing. Probably, but for his, for him to stay in this masculine, because it does, it does something to a, a man feels better when he's being productive. Agreed. No matter, no matter the level. If he was making 80,000, that job goes. If he goes to McDonald's and makes $10 an hour, that makes him, that, that does something to a man's psyche. Knowing that he's being productive. Yeah, I agree. So, so, you know, so the money don't make a man or shake a man. But a lot of times I've seen this. I've seen this happen, too, is where a woman will try to belittle a man because she makes more. That's a well, problem. Here, Here's the thing. Um, here's the thing, Brother Ray. 
the women I am primarily attracted to, um, and I'm not talking about like um, in personal circles or anything like that. I'm, I'm talking about more like um, like fantasy um, type women, like uh, Megan Good or something like that. Um, for example, make more than me because they're they're paid for their beauty. So you know, would I would I enjoy a relationship with her? Absolutely. So you know, it's not it's not a deal breaker. Um, as I understand the relationship, I probably would just continue to live off of what I make and not take the 79K from her. Um, I, I I see why it was given. I just probably wouldn't feel comfortable doing it, but I'm not in that situation. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe he just, you know, having an allowance on top of his uh, salary is, is, is perfectly fine. I, I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Um, what do you ladies have to say on that? Um, I mean, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, Ruby. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say I have seen it. I mean, and and I can't say I haven't. I've seen it happen to you know family or you know my male friends where a woman feels as though right. And I mean, I think we just heard this recently in a video this week um, that you know anyone who earns less than her, who has a career with less prestige, is not as valuable as her. She can't see that man as being high value to her. And so it's almost like in a way she takes on a, a mother almost approach to this relationship where, you know, oh, I still want to be a woman and whatever, but not as a wife or a girlfriend, they see it more as mother son. And, you know, you do see kind of veiled disrespect or, you know, you don't see that same deference. Um, and I do think that ultimately, you know, even if people don't like the word submission, I do think there needs to be a level of respect and deference. Um, and if a woman can't feel that because of something, you know, superficial, like, you know, how much money you make or how much money she makes in relation, then, and you experience that enough times, I kind of understand why men would get that feeling that, well, if I get myself into a relationship with a woman who makes more money, then it, it's going to be that I'm agreeing to a dynamic where she is the boss and I'm in submission to her. Uh, you know, she wears the pants, she makes the final decisions because I'm basically the kid. And, you know, I, I mean, again, I don't think that these roles that men and women inherently have and should have within the family actually have anything to do with these tangible things like money. We didn't evolve to respect pieces of paper. Um, they didn't exist 10,000 years ago, right? So why should men be the ultimate leaders and have the final say? Because men think, you know, um, on a big level, they can see five years ahead and, you know, kind of women look at things on a more micro level. That's why we make a good team because women can analyze the micro and men can put that together with other things they know and make a good decision about where to lead you for the next five years, right? So it should be irrelevant, but if you're in a society that is very obsessed with money and earning and, you know, career, career, career and all that stuff, I can, I can see why it creates a problem. I, I agree a hundred percent with Ruby. Um, and I'll also add when a woman is the, the main provider, um, the breadwinner in the, in the household, when she becomes pregnant a lot, like 99.9% .9 of women do not want to work or have to work 
to pay significant mm. bills when after pregnancy. So um, that lady being the main breadwinner in the household is going to affect the relationship once kids come. Because if she doesn't work, imagine having I'm um, giving birth and having to have to go back to work for your bills to be paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, w- I will say this. I would say it'd be it'd be wise for a woman to pick as a mate a man who's financially disciplined. If you're not financially disciplined, a person can make four hundred thousand dollars. That's a roughly about thirty five or thirty some thousand a month. If you're spending twenty nine, if you're spending twenty nine thousand out of the thirty, you have bad spending habits. But if you get you a man who's financially disciplined, great with money, all the, and and a lot most of the time women are not as financially disciplined as men. If he's financially disciplined, then you would trust him with the money that's earned, and you would and hopefully you would pick a man who will do right by you. Exactly. As, 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 as far as as far as relationships, money and fidelity. If you got, if he question any of that with you, or uh, he question any of that with with you, then y'all shouldn't be together in the first place. So that's what that's that's what I gotta say about that. So I'm um, get you a man for who's financially disciplined. Who's if he's not financially disciplined, he got poor spending habits. You got poor spending habits. If you get pregnant, then you gonna have to pay more, majority of the bills. But if oh. he's earning money, well, uh, you know, a fifty or say seventy five. Without the without the, the the bonus, but his skills make seventy five. You make one fifty. Then if he's financially disciplined, you get pregnant. You won't miss a beat. So it's 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 not <laughs> it's not very um, poor disciplined man. It's not very hard to to understand. You know, you got to be financially disciplined anyway. And a okay. woman should pick up. Go ahead. We're we're looking at outlier relationships when we're talking like four hundred and seventy nine k and stuff like that, you know, uh, with machinists. We're we're looking at extreme outliers. Um, what would you say would be like um, a guideline for just the day to day relationships, the more rank and file one, um, as far as the current male women uh, man woman dynamic in the black community, which obviously isn't working? Do you think that we should move more towards traditionalism um, outside of outlier situations, or should what do you suggest that we do? Um, when you say traditionalism, what what are you talking about? I'm talking about um, you know male led households um, as it once was done before the yes. you know feminism and things like that. Yes, okay. yes, because okay. uh, because at the end of the day, uh, there are certain there are certain masculine traits that a man should be ready to deal with anyway. When there's Great. a buff in the night, you shouldn't be talking about tapping your woman, talking about some equal rights, no. You got to, you, because your wife has your last name. You don't have hers. Um, Sometimes they don't. That's well, what well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they don't, but you went in front of witness, witnesses and said, you're responsible for this woman. Yeah, I agree. So if you're responsible for this woman, you hear a bump in the night, since you're responsible for the safety of this woman, you got to go down there and see what's going on, even if it costs you your life or even, even if you have to take life. Hello. It is what it is. Yeah. So We can hear you, Chantel. So that so so that's a point. Now again, before the zero before the one, 
before you get a wife, you got to be a husband first. And before you're a husband, you got to be a man first. So a, a, a woman shouldn't choose a man who's not for marriage, who don't want to be a husband. So a man, a man led household is perfect. But now don't misunderstand me. A man would take wise counsel from his wife if he has it. Absolutely. But the ultimate decision is his. Absolutely. Especially if it matters dealing with children and, and um, household. Absolutely. And and, it, and if she has a particular skill set, um, you know, that's, uh, I mean, if she's, of course, has um, a degree in accounting or something like that, then she would be responsible for financial matters. And, you know, and like Ruby with, with carpentry. Um, so let me just read this right quick. Um, Melanie, I appreciate 299. You say, um, are you sure you're not from New York, Ruby? Just kidding. Um, so yeah, your accent, your, your accent has changed, uh, since you first started, um, contacting us. I remember, I remember you was uh, about and, and against, but yeah, I have noticed like a, a change in your accent. I feel like you're, you, um, heard more Canadian than I speak because you heard Canadian and you know, the stereotypical Canadian accent and you heard more of it than there was because Ontario like because like the west and the east are very stereotypical it's where you get a lot of you know the the dynamics of what you think Canadians speak like but here in like Ontario especially in the GTA the greater Toronto area mm -hmm. it's not really quite like that like it's not you know what I mean like when people come in from Alberta or something you can tell the difference they're very like they say like garage and just like, they just have different ways of speaking than we do. I think we are more like, I'll say TV English with a tiny bit of Canadian. Like, you know, you can hear TV English Canadian versus TV English American, but like, you know, there's just a little bit. I just think you heard more. If you go back and listen now, you'd be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. you know something, I, I probably just remember different. Like I remember more accent, um, cause I haven't spoken I to you in a while. Accent, Ruby. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you? Yeah, I hear it slightly. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, it, it's funny because only when I get angry does anyone hear that, you know, I might be Jamaican, <laughs> like at all, right? Because then I'll, because there's some words that I'll say, right? But I don't speak Patois because when my mom got here, my grandmother beat Patois out of her. And oh. so I don't speak oh, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. literally beat her and said never, never see it, say it again. And my mom doesn't like pain, so that was the end. Um, my sister is actually, um, my sister is Jamaican Canadian, and you speak exactly like her. Not seeing mm -hmm. your video, I'm thinking I'm speaking to my sister. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I swear to God, I was looking. I'm like, you know what? You really remind me of my cousin. Like just listening <laughs> to the way that you speak and the way you look, you remind me so much of my cousin. It's like a familiar, a familiarity thing. Yeah, we recognize each other. It's what it is. The Jamaicanness. <laughs> so, um, thanks, Melody. Cichlid said, "Towards Game Changer uh, Relationship Channel, uh, getting line beaches." Okay, so um, you don't know this, Chantel, but the way I talk to sisterhood women is completely different than the way I talk to pygmies, as anybody oh. who frequents my channel knows. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lot harder on. <laughs> I'm a lot harder on, on them. Pikmies are, are different. So fellas, y'all know that y'all know how I am with the feminists and the, and the fat chicks and all that type of stuff. But you know, 
pygmies are different and should be treated court and should be treated accordingly. You know, that's that's always going to be my take on it. So, yeah, um, I see what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, you know, if a woman is not in line, like, because to be honest, I mean, I don't know what else to do. Maybe y'all have suggestions because, you know, I, you, if you try to soft approach, then, you know, it just goes ignored. And if you try to hard approach, they just push back and, you know, call me misogynist and all kind of all kind of names. And, you know, I, so. I, to, I mean, for for me, I just leave it as is. And I mean, I would encourage you to just share your story. And when she wants to hear it, she'll hear it. Those women who wants to hear it will hear it. But there's no approach you can take with someone who does not want to hear the information you're giving them. True. True. Um, I, I do. And people say I shouldn't do it. I do try to um, because I hear their message. So I go over there and I try to stop it from spreading, you know. So, you know, I, I shouldn't do it, but I do it, you know. And I get into... Um, negative back and back and forth as a result of that. Well, you know, I would say this, and it, it's not really aimed at you specifically because I came here. I wasn't, you know, I you've never been disrespectful towards me, right? Mm -hmm. So, and and so therefore, it's basically like rewarding good behavior. Well, if I don't come in, even if I disagree with you, as long as I'm not being disrespectful with it or putting you down or whatever, well, we should be able to just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do find that not everybody thinks like you and that I do think is problematic, especially on the internet, because if what we're saying overall, right, for example, is, okay, well, you want women who are not combative and who won't, you know, cuss you out and won't this and won't that. And then when women are sitting there in the clouds and they're watching women get cussed out or put down or automatically attacked or whatever without doing anything wrong, well, then it's almost like, well, what's the reward for conversing that way? What's the reward for trying not to dip into those bad habits? So, you know, I do think that there is something to be said about, first of all, you know, and I know someone asked earlier, like, well, how do you tell the difference between someone who's faking and someone who's being genuine? Um, you know, so I think there is something to be said for kind of rewarding good behavior in a conversation even, um, or, you know, good behavior on the streets. And if the collective does that, well, then people will see, well, the only way I'm going to get spoken to or treated or whatever the way I want to is to be this way. Well, then I have to be that way. If that's the only way I can get the reward, well, then I'm, that's what I'm going to have to do. But as long as there's no real reward or, you know, actual difference, then people aren't, really motivated to change their behavior all that much at least they get to vent and not feel weak by this and that and you know all of the negative things they have going on in their heads okay absolutely absolutely i mean there should be like a reward punishment system um you know and that's part of any form of leadership um absolutely um so there was something i want to ask uh, chantelle before i left but um Actually, I just want to make the statement, and that is um, everybody knows that months ago, people were saying that I shouldn't allow women on my channel, blah, 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 you know, because of this and this and this. Um, 
But just like you just said, Ruby, I I push back on that for the reason that, you know, that you just stated, like there should be some type of reward. And not mm-hmm. only that, at least here in the U.S., um, it's not the cultural norm as of yet for a woman to be a quote unquote pick me um, or just simply a good woman. So um, because it's not, they, they're going against Okay, so when I talk about, you know, some of the relationships I had where, you know, they were at home alone and they're constantly on the phone with their friends and their friends was really just pulling the relationship. So basically, uh, the only way the relationship would have worked is that if she severed her relationship with her friends. I would not ask for a woman to do that and then dump her like two weeks later or something like that. That's not in my character. So um, I couldn't do that to to the women in the channel, because I'm basically asking that you turn your back um, on the teachings, not really on the women themselves, but the teachings of um, the majority of women in your life. And if you do that, I've got to give you, if you're turning your back on one thing, I got to give you a place as much as I can to turn your front to like, you know, Mm -hmm. there has to be some type of reward for it, you know, and that's, that's what relationships and anything. So yeah. um, Fellas be prepared for pick basically you know, understand that they're essentially refugees from a different culture, um, a very disruptive and destructive culture. So um, treat them better because they are better. They're better women. So that being said, I know um, I know that you got to get ready for Danica Dope Discussions. Y'all check her out there. She'll be on um, at 6 Pacific. Um, so, Wait, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, 6, but yeah, <laughs> 6 Pacific. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, here in Cali. <laughs> I do wanted to add, though, we got to think of the end goal in mind. And what is your end goal? If your end goal is to build better Black communities, if to promote Black love, you do need to have more women who um, have that similar goal in mind on your channel. So it's not just, you know, you, you don't want a channel where men are over here just vetting about, um, venting about Black women and the, the sisterhood, you call them. And then, right. you know, we don't want a, a channel of of a woman just saying, oh, these black men ain't sugar, honey, iced tea. We do need to start having channels and platforms for us to come together. Those who are on the the, the path of pro-black love and pro-black families to come together and have um, healthy discussions like this one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jessica, um, she has your channel in the in the chat room. Um, fellas and ladies, go ahead and um, subscribe to that. Um, Ruby, you want to take us home? <laughs> do you want me to say baggage again? Because I already yes, said I it. do. You know I love the way you say baggage. You know I okay, do. baggage, baggage. Yeah. It's been a while. There you go. Okay, I appreciate <laughs> it. But but your your final thoughts? What are, what are your final thoughts? Um. I love this discussion. Um, you know, I love when rather than having a bunch of people who have never been inside the culture or really experienced it, you actually have people who are talking from this outside perspective to kind of give you, you know, a little bit more depth into it. Because it's not as simple as, oh, well, in every other country but here, things aren't like that. Or in every other country, but it's like, well, no, everyone's got problems. Everyone's got those complications. And, you know, I really appreciate you, Chantel, for just even, like I said, I wasn't sure if is the way that I think, is it just a cultural thing or whatever? And so getting to talk to you about, you know, our similarities and differences kind of showed me like, hey, 
some of these things, yeah, there's some culture base here, but there's also individual differences. So thank you very much. I really enjoyed this discussion. And thank you, GC, for letting me up. Oh, yeah, always, always. Okay, well, with that, um, I'd like to thank the Cash Apps and Super Chats. A special thank to Ike. That was a that was a huge donation, so I appreciate it. Um, the Cash Apps and Super Chats, the managers and moderators, those who are listening silently and those who are participating in the chat, make sure you hit that like button on your way out. Make sure that you subscribe to Chanel's channel and make sure that you check her out later on Danica Dope Discussion. It's, um, you know, it's going to be great like the last time. And, yeah. And um, I'll see you there. Pete, this is Game Changer 0100. Game over. Peace. All right.